0: Welcome to the Chick Foley Show.
1: What is up, Foley fan? We are back with another huge wrestling show to discuss. Everyone has been eliminated from their various chambers. We're officially on the road to uh, WrestleMania. Dare I say, the fast lane to WrestleMania, if, if that was still a thing. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get you guys all caught up tonight and give you our thoughts on the last week in wrestling. But first, let's introduce all the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing?
0: I'm feeling very strange. You know, Much like Sami Zayn, it was a strange ending to Elimination Chamber, but uh, we're going to dive headfirst into that. So maybe if you ask me tomorrow, maybe I won't feel so strange, but we're going to kind of walk ourselves through what all that happened tonight. But uh, yeah, other than that, just feeling
1: a little strange. Hopefully our headfirst dive goes better than when uh, Sammy tried to do that tornado DDT through the <laughs> buckle and skinned up his belly.
0: Gosh, I know. That looked horrible, poor guy.
1: Yeah, that was brutal. That had to hurt. Uh, Marco, what's happening up in Massachusetts, man?
2: Not that much. Uh, I'm not I'm not feeling strange at all. I think the uh, I think that ended was uh, was perfect. So
0: did you not? Did, am I the only one that watched the post show interview with Sami Zayn where he was like, "All he said, he said strange like 700 times, and he said he was feeling strange."
1: I never watched those kayfabe press conferences. That's to me, that's the most cringe thing. I, yeah, was still up, and, I was still I was still up I've talking a lot to, of cringe wrestling. I
0: was up talking to the Foley fam, like finishing up our chats and the thing, and it, it comes on right after. So obviously, I stayed up and watched it. But yeah, that's where that came from. Just in case nobody else stayed up and watched the press and the press show. So yeah, no. there was no scrums, nothing crazy happened. <laughs> Triple H had it on lockdown. It was very professional. Uh, you know, post show media presence, but yeah.
1: Jordan, what's going on out in Nebraska?
3: Nothing strange here, just the cows
1: are moon and the roosters are crowing every day, so everything's good here. That's a perfect segue into what's new on the farm.
0: I don't really have any farm updates this week. I think we're kind of, we're, we had a little bit of a rainy week. I, I took kind of the weekend off because uh, Seth and the kids were in Kentucky. They took a trip to go see the grandparents, so I had a much needed, you know, mom break here on the uh, the backyard farm, so I just kind of like chilled did my own thing, relaxed. And um, this week, you know, in this weekend, we'll, we'll be diving hardcore into plant garden work and all that kind of stuff. So maybe we'll have some updates the next time we record. But right now, I think it's pretty, pretty slow.
1: Yeah, we actually got to plant some grass, man. The, the winter has been brutal here from just like rain and snow nonstop. And like, there's a certain part of our yard, like you still got to continue to walk for like the goats and the chickens and the kids like to run in it also. So we got like a straight up
0: a mud, mud hole. It.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we
0: got a mud hole between we, the goat, the goat, the goat pin and the chicken.
1: Yeah. Chicken we run. We could do like a Woodstock 94 mosh pit during WrestleMania weekend while you're here. If you want to Jordan, I was going to say That'd
3: be cool. The good news is I'll be there in less than six weeks to plant the, the new grass. Oh,
1: so trust. Uh, Seth already.
0: He, he's already found something else. I have a. I have a small leak under the sink. Under my sink, and so Seth already. I talked
1: to him this morning. I called him as my insurance agent this morning. Yes, he said. What, what Jordan? Get what was your first text for me this morning in, in all caps? Wake up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's already he's he's uh trying to get it covered on insurance. Uh, if 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 Jordan won't let us send us his PayPal and uh, send I'll us some the money, the to farmers get-
1: PayPal, man, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> some fucking reimbursement off this. I need to talk to corporate or something. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, cesspool and the Karen the Karen Act. Um, but yeah, other than that, we're gonna have Jordan fix our our sink when he comes out if we don't get it fixed before them.
1: Good idea. We, we need to see some maximum plumber crack, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry, I got you wear, covered. Wear
0: your lowest cut jeans. <laughs> I'm just not gonna wear have.
1: anything at all. Just, oh just
0: the white undies, the tiny whiteies. <laughs> You're
1: trying to be like the, uh, the Brazzers plumber, man. <laughs> oh, Here
4: yeah. to fix uh, your
3: sink,
1: but we don't have a sink. <laughs> <laughs> or do you need some pipes worked on? <laughs> all right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media.
0: You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. You can find all of our links to all of our partners and sponsors at chick foley show or chickfoley.com And, um, yeah, most importantly, you can find the link to our Facebook group. We talk about our Facebook group all, all the time on this show. Um, it's a lot of fun and, you know, got lots of fun stuff coming down the pipe. So go on there $2 a month, join it, follow all of our pod foundation brethren as well. They have all their wrestling needs covered for the week in podcasting.
1: Yeah. The, the live thread for elimination chamber, it ended up over 300 comments. So yeah, It's like it it really is like watching the show with, you know, a bunch of your best friends and stuff. And Foley Picks League, our kind of running competition where you predict the matches and all the bonus twists and turns and stuff. It's like the best way to make every show, every match interesting. Mm -hmm. We're going to be kicking off a new season of that right after WrestleMania. So it's no better time to uh, to join up. Want to remind you guys use code Chick Foley to save 10 percent at ringside collectibles. And I think that's it for the uh, housekeeping. You guys ready to get into the elimination chamber? Let's go Chamber really- Elimination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jordan is the uh, the women's wrestling expert. I'm going to kick it to you first, man. What were your thoughts on the women's Elimination Chamber match? I, I enjoyed it,
3: honestly. I thought it was it, – I mean, it had definitely spots where they kind of botched it a little bit. But, I mean, overall, for a women's Elimination Chamber, I thought it was really good. I'm going to be honest, dude. I think they need to cut this down to one elimination chamber, though. There is no need for two of these in the same night. It's, I don't know. It's just, I I just feel like it's too much. Like, you know that whoever starts it off, they're not going to get a ton of spots because they're obviously not going to do anything with the chamber cells or anything like that. Like, they're not going to break any cells. So, I don't know, man. It just, it kind of makes the first one... Not as exciting as the second one, but I still yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Liv put it down in that match, like that sunset flip
1: off the top of the chamber was awesome. That was
0: cool. That was a cool spot.
1: Yeah, I think there's a you know there's some good symmetry now because we got four of these kind of big temple gimmick matches between the Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Money, Money in, in the, the bank, bank, and War Games. So I say like split them by gender. Like one year the men get the Rumble and money in the bank the next year you know the and then vice versa you know the women would get elimination chamber of war games yeah and you could just swap it up each year
0: true i don't i just don't see any any world in which we don't get a men's rumble yeah. every year i think that's just like i mean Jeez, i this I, is coming
1: from the one female on the show no
0: i mean i'm just saying I, I i like where your head's at and i think that's a great solution it's a simple logical solution to you know an issue that we clearly have with what how how it's going down so far but I, I just can't I can't imagine them, with the history of the Rumble, I can't imagine them not having a men's Rumble. I mean, maybe the other shows they could do that with the War Games and the Money in the Bank and the Elimination Chamber. Because those are, I mean, in the history of wrestling, newer gimmicks, right? So it's not really, it doesn't have that lineage that the Rumble has. So maybe they could just swap those. Um, but yeah, I don't see a world in which, you know, they would, they would definitely cut the women's rumble before they, <laughs> before they stopped having a men's rumble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about you, Marco? Are you, are you a, uh, one chamber guy? Are you cool with, uh, expanding it out? Cause I, I liked the, when they did the, uh, the tag team chamber match a couple of times, you know, I thought that was cool too. And that's cool.
2: Yeah. I think, I think they should, uh, I think who, who spoke about this before? I believe it was, I think we talked about this on the raw down. Someone, um, wrote in. That they they should separate like the like the men's rumble and the women's rumble and have them on separate like pay per views or separate prizes. So maybe like one year you do you know the men's royal rumble, you win it, you go to WrestleMania, and then maybe like in you know a, a pay per view before SummerSlam you do the women's royal rumble um, or a women's rumble match, and then you yeah, get yeah it could just be called match. something else. Yeah. It doesn't
0: have to be the royal rumble,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, we already had the greatest Royal Rumble before. Yeah. We the Royal Rumble and then the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then exactly. the same thing with the
2: Elimination Chamber, like, for a big prize. Like, you know, same same idea. Maybe maybe do the same thing that men's did Did for the U.S. Championship or, you know, do like a women's tag team championship Elimination Chamber and have some competition for, you know, damage control yeah. or something like that. They could definitely play around with it. Everything doesn't have to be, you know, on the road to WrestleMania type stuff. Like, they could have definitely give – Bianca Belair, not that Asuka's not a bad opponent, but like they could have definitely, like you know, boosted up her credibility um, in that sense, as opposed to just people finding out for a championship match. I yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree with Jordan. The match was um, unoffensive to me, but it's definitely not something I'm going to like remember, you know, six months from now. I thought it was very similar
1: from to the men's rumble, and that it wasn't a bad match by any means, mm-hmm. but it was just very by the numbers, right? Yeah. Like everybody pretty much knew Oscar was going to win like out of the 26 person fully picks league. I think there were maybe two or three picks people that didn't pick Oscar. So yeah, it was kind of, you know, a foregone conclusion. And then it seemed like they kind of went to it in like the most by the numbers way possible. Yeah. Car- I don't
0: know, Car- I guess Carmella, Carmella lasted a long time. Did- I had her on my fully picks league. I had her going out first, dude. And she surprised me that yeah, she.
1: Carmela did have a nice showing. So maybe they have something cool in mind for her.
0: I possibly. do want to mention something because I mentioned it and a couple of people agree with me. So I want to I wanna get you guys like I, I like Raquel Rodriguez. I don't think she's like, you know, um, top tier caliber yet. But her ring gear is awful. She's gotta have new just like the leather get up. It's like yeah, it's like the natty like style cat suit, but she's got the whole back cut out because she does that like, you know, back flex type thing. But like, dude, I think if if she's gonna try to, you know, she needs she just looks like she blends in. She's just like like women's wrestler number five, dude. Like she doesn't look like something special. Like if I was trying to like get to the top of the card and I thought that the company was like behind me a little bit, I would try to make myself stand out and feel a little bit special instead of just feeling like, you know. NXT tryout
1: Well you know She came in as Dakota Kai's Like bodyguard or whatever So she's always had Kind of like a Sheasel vibe to me You know what I mean Like early Kevin Nash So I always thought The look kind of worked for her It's definitely not You know I don't think her looks Like boosting her up the card But I don't think it's offensive I think I think it's holding her back What do you guys think? I don't love her gear either I just
3: I I don't know man It's just like Like Sheena said It's just Basic And there's I don't know There's just nothing to Do it to me And yeah,
1: I love Raquel, but the gear is not it. Yeah, yeah she could have right. just
0: went into any wrestling store and bought that gear. You know what I mean? Sorry,
1: Marco, you gonna you gonna put me on an island, man, or what's what's your thoughts on it
2: about uh, about liking her gear? You mean about Raquel's gear? Um, you know, uh, I don't know how she can, you know, I I don't get the basis of it. Like, I don't think she's gonna stick out anymore if she has any like. Elaborate gear, like she's already.
0: I don't think it has to be elaborate. I just think it needs to. I just think it needs to say something about her character. That the gear that she has now absolutely says nothing about who she is or what she what she stands for. Like she's not she's not edgy. She's not sexy. She. I mean, she's she may be all those things. I'm not saying she's not sexy. I'm just saying like her, she's not giving that energy.
2: Right. So you already it's have, just,
1: like a big like double R, yeah, like, like, like how double J had the you big already, double J. She, J's. she <laughs> yeah. has to have like a cape, yeah.
2: or like a cape on, or. You know something uh, else, hey,
0: dude. Say <laughs> say what you want, but I mean, Charlotte comes to the ring every time looking like a million freaking bucks, like in a in a robe, in the full getup, headgear, the whole freaking nine yards. Oh, see, it's all like I mean?
2: so, entrance gear. Like maybe if she came out with entrance gear, and then that would be.
0: I mean, I don't know if you threw a cape over what she has on right now, if it would matter. I don't even know why we're spending so much time talking about it. But I just I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know exactly. <laughs> I brought it up. I mean, I didn't want it to like go down this rabbit I mean, hole. I'm huge
1: on gear. I think gear makes a huge difference. You know, I it's think, you guys Like I said, I don't think yeah. Hangman Page ever would have made it to the main event if he wouldn't have switched to exactly. A long time. Like
0: I think, I think it's important just because I feel like the company is behind her, and I feel like. You know, she had this moment to like shine where people were like, maybe it could be Raquel Rodriguez. Then when she came out, I was like, no, it ain't, it ain't gonna be her. That's a night, oh, you know. I've never
1: minded her gear. Th- this
3: her gear. this is definitely gonna sound sexist, and I apologize. But uh, oh boy, Grace oh shot. boy, get, get some fake get cans, to them, and you're gonna like, go, you're shape. gonna go to the main event. Raquel needs some fake cans to go to the main oh, event. Oh my wow. god! <laughs> just saying, hey, I'm just saying. Wow. Look at the landscape of the women's division right now.
0: Bailey don't have no uh, jugs.
3: She's got some uh, hams
1: though.
0: Sasha ain't got no jugs.
1: Yeah, Sasha's not in the Sasha's good also gone. Yeah, I know, Last right? time I saw she was working in front of five hundred people. I San mean, Sa-
0: <laughs> was Sasha not in the main event of like ever like for until she decided she was gonna quit and you know. I mean she, she got to fucking Star Wars, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I mean, just...
1: Sasha's also like kind of like stunningly beautiful and stuff though. So
0: Yikes, sorry, Raquel.
1: Jesus I mean, just, I mean, <laughs> you guys went down this path. We, really I think we, didn't we didn't go, go. Down. I was the one person that said her look was fine. I did, so. I said it
2: was fine too. I don't.
0: Uh, Alexa yeah. Bliss has been champion. She doesn't have giant
1: jugs. She's like a blonde cutie, though.
2: I think. I think. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is getting worse. We just <laughs> I think. On. I, I, I think Sheena has some either like she she really wants you know Raquel to to succeed or for some reason she has a deep hatred towards her that there's no, no in-between. I'm,
0: I'm here for her to succeed. I'm here for her to, to, um, you know, I, I'm always for women shaking up the women's division and, you know, adding more interest dude. like, yeah, when it, when it was just the four horsewomen going back and forth for freaking years, that gets tiresome. Right. So I'm, I'm all for new faces, but I just want, I just wanted to point out that I felt like she looked very Bush league in, in like the, uh, in the Elimination Chamber, dude. Like I said, that's probably, like, one of the biggest matches that she's been in. Mm. And uh, it, it was, she looked whack.
1: Wow. Jeez. Wow, <laughs> jeez. review, man. I <laughs> she, <laughs> at worst, unremarkable. This league, think, man. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let,
1: let us know what you guys thought. Yeah, this is, like, coming out of nowhere to me. Like, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. I thought she, like I said, I thought she was just, fine
2: but. no i know what happened but well, you guys watch it you guys were watching it together were you no uh i was gonna say maybe seth is staring a little bit too long at raquel during the match complimented <laughs> her gear and then sheena was like oh okay
4: We're just no, gonna bury no, you on the no. next show
2: that's that's fine that's fine seth. no i seth
0: is a degenerate none of that, <laughs> that would surprise me. <laughs> me so yeah that wouldn't shake me at all yeah uh, the
3: day sheena <laughs> yells at seth for looking at another chick is the day
1: that <laughs> things are really gonna go south here
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: So, I will say this, a good barometer for somebody's star power is like um, you know, what the kids think of them. My little nephew Lincoln, he's 5 years old. Never watched wrestling before. Me and my dad were downstairs again. Me and the kids were in Kentucky, so Brett, Stella were upstairs with their other cousin and my mom just playing um, you know, in the kids' playroom. Me and my dad and Lincoln were downstairs watching the show he was immediately drawn to Raquel Rodriguez. He was like, who is this big chick in the blue? That's who I'm rooting for. Like, and he was locked mm-hmm. in watching the match room for her and he was all bummed out when she, you know, got eliminated. So there, there's definitely something there. She's uh, got
0: good energy and she's got a good look. She, like you said, I think she's pretty. And I think she's like you said, she's got a she's vibe about her, dude. Like she's definitely built like a brick house, but you know, she needs some, some gear that reflects that energy.
1: I'd pair her up with like Alexa bliss, man. I think she does need to go back to that. Like bodyguard role. And give her like the the diesel slash like Wardlow story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they kind of did that on on NXT. Let's run it back on the main roster because that storyline's always worked throughout wrestling. I don't know who the diehard Raquel Rodriguez fans are, but they got to be just like punching the air right now. Like, they, <laughs> there's no way anybody could expect us to go down this like eight minute Raquel Rodriguez rabbit hole. Sorry, guys, I show. didn't
0: mean I didn't mean to uh, you know derail the uh, the conversation, but you know I, I definitely had to bring that up because it it bothered me because I was hoping I was hoping like maybe you know Oscar will have somebody that could you know come in here and beat her and then I was like yeah nobody looks like they're going to beat or Oscar R- uh, tonight.
1: Let's uh let's go speed round on some WrestleMania predictions. Um Sheena will Oscar take the belt from Bianca Belair. No. Jordan. Mm. Yes. Marco.
2: I think no. Yeah. I
1: say no as well I think yeah. Bianca's low-key Running into the same issue That Usos and Roman Got right now That Or I guess it's WWE's issue with them That their reigns Become so significant That it's gonna take More of a story Than Yeah Somebody winning in the Elimination Chamber match And six weeks later Having the match Yep Alright let's go on to The second match Of the night I think the, uh, the hype videos and entrances lasted longer than the actual match on this one. We had Bobby yeah. Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Sheen, what were your thoughts on this?
0: Um, I definitely expected to see a few more suplexes. We got one right off the jump and then it was like an F five spear competition for the rest of the, the thing. I, I, you know, we talked about it, um, l- last week when we recorded, Th- there really wasn't a reason for this. If they're going to do Bobby and Brock at WrestleMania, there really wasn't a reason for this match on, on the show. Um, Especially for it to end like that in a low blow, it was just kind of lame. I would have just rather it built up a little more, um, you know. Because now it's like Bobby's got two wins, Brock's got one win. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just what are we going to do to make this more interesting at Mania? You know, I don't know.
1: Well, I think we might end up sprinkling in some Bray Wyatt, like we saw. Uh, Yeah, there was some
0: hints to of of that, but
1: where do where do you think that's going to go, Jordan? You're a Bray Wyatt expert. Not very far. I, yeah, I just i I
3: have no hope for this. I did see this week though. Um, I don't remember who was talking about it on Twitter. It was one of the dirt sheets. They were talking about possibly Brock wrestling Omos at WrestleMania oh and Bobby God. and Bray being a separate match.
1: Yeah, well, they came out on Monday <sighs> night. MVP and Omos challenged Brock for WrestleMania, but I feel like that's got to be a swerve, man. Like Omos can't go to Brock. I mean, yeah. To me, that's like, okay, I guess Vince really is back in charge of creative, dude. I see because, you know, Bray worded it very carefully. He didn't say he wanted to fight whoever wins. He said whoever's left standing at the end of Brock and Bobby Lashley is who he's going to go up against. You know, even though Brock lost, he ended up walking out. True, I, I, but yeah. in what
0: world are what in what world are you gonna see Brock doing like supernatural bullshit? Like I can't imagine Brock being like, Oh yeah. god, I'm so scared, like you know, oh there's smoke. True. <laughs> I mean I don't think he's gonna oh, be like Oh, un- there's there's Uncle Howdy. <laughs> huh?
3: I what? don't think he's going to be like. Why that, did but, you I mean, become maybe... Canadian in that sense right there? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were in
0: Canada all weekend, so, you know. <laughs> I
3: don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> oh, you
4: know?
2: I don't oh, think he's going to be trying smoke. to scare him. But, oh, uh... look at the smoke, you know?
0: <laughs> well, now, now yeah, you're a leprechaun. You took into a leprechaun. Eh?
2: <laughs> Give me a yeah,
1: bullshit. I'm kind of hoping that uh, they end up working this into a tag match, man. Like Brock and Bobby like unite to go against Bray and Uncle Howdy. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah.
3: What it though I don't would know. it be I don't cool? know. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: well what who do you want to see bray go up against at mania jordan i mean
3: does it really matter at this point like, yeah. does it i mean yeah i'm the biggest bray mark in this whole group and does it really matter who he goes up against it's not doing anything for me at this point so
1: i'm still in i'm still into bray man i still got it this thing's gonna end up playing out he could end up being champ in the next year man yeah. I, i'm still very high on bray uh Marco, what do you think about this Omos thing, man? You think it's just a swerve to set something else up, Do you think we might actually see Omos and uh, and Brock at Mania?
2: Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think there's going to be some type of interruption with Bobby Lashley. And they'll probably have another another go at it at uh at Mania or something like that. I don't think uh, I don't think Omos Brock Lesnar match is uh is appealing enough for WrestleMania, but we've seen worse, <laughs> so well, yeah. I can't even. Uh, <laughs> Can't even say that it won't happen, but I don't think I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, just just running back Brock and Bobby seems under underwhelming to me. I could maybe see maybe Brock, Bobby, and Bray in a triple threat match. That could be yeah. kind of cool.
2: I mean, we'll find out on uh, on SmackDown what uh, Bray Wyatt has to say about uh, you know the victor or the oh
0: yeah they're bringing back the uh, the fun house. yeah
2: right? so it depends so whoever yeah uh, if he, you know I'm, I'm assuming he's going to call uh, Bobby I think I don't think he's going to call Brock Lesnar.
3: And the crowd goes mild.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I would sheen. I don't see Brock acting scared or anything. Yeah, of that I like see, I, I, I can't, just
0: can't. See, I mean, Brock will sell for anyone. Yeah. Brock is is the man when it comes to selling. I can't see him selling like the supernatural stuff dude it just it seems so unnatural for for brock to do that
3: i'm only on board for brock and bray if sheena does the video package (laughs) in their little (laughs) canadian voice
1: (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe you guys didn't like the the thought of brock and bobby uh teaming up man i think that would be cool dude like seeing them become boys or whatever
0: I mean that could be cool. I, I mean I can see I can see a world where like Brock, ne- Brock makes that really fun. I've never I seen just, Brock
1: with a friend in WWE.
0: I would love that. I think I think seeing Brock with Bobby would be cool, and they would make it a lot of fun. But I think um, they need a better opponent than Bray.
1: In my mind, Brock's best friend in WWE is still R-Truth from that one, like, one-off oh, moment yeah. back in 2015 when, <laughs> yeah. when Brock and Undertaker were brawling backstage and they finally got him separated. And you hear R-Truth go, Brock, you good, bro? Brock,
4: you good, bro?
1: <laughs> R-Truth is freaking hilarious. Where's R-Truth Where been, is man?
0: R-Truth? Ever miss- since the
1: 24-7 title left, he's just been gone. Yeah,
0: right? I miss him. He
1: didn't get released, right?
0: No, we would have heard about that. I think
1: if
0: R-Truth got released, that would have been news. I dude. mean,
1: aside from Triple H, is there anybody that's been on, and maybe like Cena, is there anybody that's been on the roster longer than R-Truth at this point? Uh, I don't know. No. I guess Undertaker, if you consider Undertaker. Because yeah. when did R-Truth join? Like 2006, Jordan? Mm, yeah, see. sounds about right. Yeah. Definitely one of the longest tenured guys there, man. He's got. I think he's second to Raven for most title reigns ever. Man, yeah, we are really going off the rails tonight.
3: Ten minutes on Raquel's <laughs> gear, and now we're on our truth this is- Truth <laughs>
0: is 50 years old?
3: Yeah. 50 years old. Holy shit. Ron, the Truth Killings. Wow.
0: His in- his initial run with WWE was from 99 to 2002 under the name K-Quick.
3: Okay. And then
0: he wrestled in TNA uh, until 2007. Killings, right? And then, yeah, he was Ron Killings. He was the NWA w-
1: champ, Ron Killings. That's what's up. All right, let's go to... The uh, the mixed tag match the grit couple hate that name versus Judgment Day Marco what did you think of this one?
2: <clears throat> um, it wasn't bad. It was entertaining. I it was didn't. Fun. Uh, I didn't hate. it. I didn't hate it. Um, obviously the shenanigans with uh, obviously we knew Dominic Mysterio was going to be out there. You know, providing uh his uh his expertise. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind it at all. I I was going and expecting it not to be good personally, but. I mean, judging from uh from Edge's performance if you guys watch it on Monday night, I mean, he still has some left in the tank. I mean Yeah,
0: we got we got a pretty serious uh fuck you dom, uh Chant dude. Yes. <laughs> serious. yeah seriously. People hate Dom. Yeah, so he Rhea, Rhea or whispered. He he whispered in Rhea's ear or vice versa, I can't remember. And right after, dude, the chant just like broke out, dude. I was like, wow.
1: I don't know what they would have to do to get there booking-wise, but if they could somehow make it Brock Lesnar versus Dom at WrestleMania, I think that match would get probably like the biggest crowd response aside from the main event. I think people would love to see Brock just rip him from you know pillar yeah. post. But yeah, I thought it was a fun match. 13 minutes long, didn't overstay its welcome. And you know, going you know, then we had Finn and What about uh,
0: the what about the botch freaking two count, dude? God. That was awful. Beth missed it The ref's
1: your... gotta count it, man. Yeah, That's on the ref. I don't put the, I mean, yeah, Beth messed it up, but to me the botch is on the ref, man. Like obviously I have zero experience actually inside pro wrestling, but everything I've ever heard, all the shooting interviews, all the podcasts for guys, they say the refs are instructed to, you know, call it whatever they see. He should have just counted, man. Yeah. Or and the other thing is. I think uh, it looked like Edge lifted his shoulder up, right? Edge did the right thing, but the oh, rest still yeah, yeah. acted like he was still counting and waited until Beth did it. If you watch, Edge was the the pro in the yeah, situation. Yeah, I didn't, I
0: didn't see that, but yeah, that, that's definitely
1: yeah. So I don't really, I mean, move. Yeah, it sucks that Beth missed it. I don't really blame her because, like, dude, you got seventeen thousand people there. Your adrenaline's pumping. You know, millions of people are watching, like around the world, like.
4: Yeah. You oh yeah, get I wouldn't get out could, there and do it. I'm
0: yeah. not. I'm not talking shit about it. I'm you missed
1: your cue. I I blame the ref for that one, man.
0: Yeah, it did look pretty bad though.
1: But uh, but yeah, Judgment Day came out. Cost Edge the United States Championship match at um on Monday Night Raw, and I, I think we're gonna get that Hell in the Cell match that was rumored for the Royal Rumble. Edge and Finn Balor. And I think it will be pretty dope.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that'd be good.
1: You guys down for that as an addition to the uh, WrestleMania card? Sure. Why not? <laughs> you don't sound too high on it. What's what's you? I, I I'm just and, over and this whole
3: Edge and Judgment Day thing. I think it's just went on too long. I I mean, dude, it started last summer. Then Edge took time off, and I don't know, dude. It just- took, a,
0: but it took a little while for the Judgment Day to get over dude i yeah. feel like the judgment day was kind of like they had a slow start so i feel like we it yeah it did happen um, last summer but it's well, like it was re- a slow start the other thing
1: is it really started at mania last year because remember it started in the edge and aj styles match So this would be the perfect bookend right for yeah edges deal i'm assuming finn's gonna go over um i think this would be a perfect way to close out the story you know it's a, a nice little one-year storyline for edge
3: I guess dude, outside of Rhea, the judgment day just does absolutely nothing for me. I guess maybe that's I kinda like that's them. my I like it man. I like
0: the judgment day. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're good. I think they're I mean I think they're perfect at what they are. They're just kind of like little like snivelling Yeah, Lion King. hyenas from the Lion King. That's a great like analogy, dude. Exactly. They are the hyenas, like just picking at the bones of like what's what's left in the mid card. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I like that.
1: Yeah, like imagine if they went over to SmackDown and started going after Gunther for the Intercontinental title reign, man. I get to at least see Finn in his run. And I just like that they're super toyetic, man. I can't wait to get like proper Judgment Day figures.
0: Super toyetic. They're a faction that's got a girl in it. I think that always adds to the mystique, dude. I think it's just, you know. I mean, and let's be real. If it wasn't for Judgment Day, I don't think Rhea would have gotten the the push, and I don't think she would have come into her own like she did own, with doing the,
1: the sidekick role. Because it was during yeah. that time when she was hurt and couldn't wrestle that's when she really got over.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the Judgment Day really helped Rhea just find find her own, you
1: know, groove. Where are you at on Judgment Day, Marco?
2: I'm on board. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I don't think it's you know they did take a while to get you know. To get the years rolling on it, but I, I enjoy it. I mean, I didn't, I, you know, there was that shaky beginning when, you know, Edge left and all that stuff. But I think the addition of Finn Balor and, you know, Dominic kind of took a slow burn um, when he joined. But I think now they're they're starting to get into the, into the, uh, like the groove of things. So I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, and I think they've yeah.
0: gotten They've gotten really cool Like Dominic Like you said He's got his own little Like prison gimmick storyline Yeah prison Dom And him and Rhea Always busting in on Ray, Like all the holidays and stuff I, I've i been loving All of that stuff I think you know It is kind of campy And a little bit cheesy But I think that stuff Is so much fun
1: Yeah I I, I think they've been good I'm looking forward to see What they do Over the next year all right, so this match really stole the show to me, man. I yeah. thought it was better than the main event, the men's elimination chamber match. I kind of got to go back, take a trip down memory lane, and rewatch a few elimination chamber matches. But to me, I think this might be second to the first ever one for my favorite chamber match of all time, man. This thing freaking rocked. All six guys showed out. I think everybody left the match in a better place than when they started, and it was just awesome from top to bottom. Uh, Jordan, you you're Mr. Work Rate, man. What do you think of this one?
3: I loved it. Montez just, I don't know, man, he, he, that dude is just so great. It's so much fun watching him without Dawkins and this is no shade of Dawkins. Just dude, Mon- <laughs> Montez is just the future, man. That dude is so awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I thought everybody did really good. There was a, I think it was about a four or five minute stretch there where theory was just kind of resting. Cause I mean, he'd been in there the
1: whole match, but yeah, dude, it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed this match. And theory's the heel champ, man. Like that's in kayfabe, that's strategic. Yeah. Like, let me take a little snooze if nobody else is gonna fuck with me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was. I thought it was a great match. Montez did amazing. He really stood out to me too. Uh, maybe just you know a scotch too many crotch chops. I he, think. I think
1: he, that I, he was feeling himself. He did that yeah. first crotch chop, but he saw the response he got from the crowd, and he was like, "Yeah, let me start spamming this." one. Here. Yeah,
0: he he spammed <laughs> the, the crotch chops across the chamber, dude. And I was like, "All right, Montez." I mean, even though I mean. I, it, it didn't take away from it for me, but yeah, it was definitely
1: just like, all right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, had, it, was just, yeah it was kind of random it stuck out. Cause that's never really been a part of his thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. He's awesome though. It's like when you
3: hold the joystick on the Nintendo 64 to spam your, yeah. your taunt, he was doing <laughs> it the whole match. It was, yeah. his yeah. Taunt was, button was, was just up.
2: stuck.
1: <laughs> uh, Marco, who else were you impressed by sides from uh, Montez?
2: Um, definitely Johnny Gargano, dude. He, uh, they did so he did some impressive spot with um with uh Seth Rollins at the top of the yeah the uh, pod Rana there Yeah, the top of the yeah, the yeah. Hurricane Rana. um that
0: was pretty wicked
2: I mean other than that I mean they 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 all pretty much showed out um but obviously Montez stuck out more than anything but I think the person that stuck out the most was that the 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 future superstar of WWE Logan <laughs> Paul I mean come <laughs> That's on now. now that ah uh, that <laughs>
0: Straight up, I got worked for a minute, dude. I was watching, you know. I didn't have Seth here to keep me grounded. I was like, "Oh shit, Montez Ford got hurt, dude." Then I was like, "Oh." Then they left. Of course, when Logan Paul came in, I was like, "Oh yeah," Yeah. but for a second, I was like, "Oh no, he worked so
1: hard." I knew Logan Paul was coming in. I thought he was either going to end up being like one of the like medics or something in disguise, or he was going to pop out from under the ring where all that was going on. But it was taking way too long to get him out of the ring. I think,
2: uh, you know, this might break up the uh the Pod Foundation. But I think we can go ahead and say that uh, Logan Paul's buckshot lariat uh, might be better than Hangman's. Yeah, it's I'm gonna, definitely I'm gonna, in the mix for dude. I'm like, go on H- and say H- that H-
1: Hangman may have hit one or two that that look better than that. But like, yeah, every time, every time Logan Paul's done it, man, it looks official. Like, I, we don't really know Kayfabe what his finisher is. I think he needs to go ahead and just make that one, man. Like, come just up with a cool it. name for it, and yeah, just steal it from from Hangman, because he definitely, you know, he's got like a lankier build than Hangman too. He just puts, it's like a lot of torque on it, man. Like, yeah, yeah it looks, it, it looks killer, dude. So I, I know him and Seth are going to have an awesome match at Mania. That could end up, that could honestly end up main eventing night one, man. I think it's yeah. probably going to end up being between that, um, uh, Rhea and Charlotte, and then maybe Usos versus Kevin Owen and Sami Zayn. But I can see any of those three matches closing night one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we saw Logan Paul main event crown jewel and totally held his own. And Seth's arguably as over as he's ever been. Um. Yeah, it, it it was a tremendous match though all the way through. Uh, Jordan, do you got a favorite elimination chamber match from uh from throughout history? Oh, right. the two thousand two one will always be my
3: favorite. The the OG one is just it's where it's at. That Survivor Series was awesome, or SummerSlam, whatever it was. I can't remember now. Survivor
1: Series. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I love the original one. Yeah, that was cool, man. Shawn Michaels winning the belt was such a moment, and that was the only time we ever saw Sean. It was the only time we saw Sean with the big gold belt and the whole post, you know, '98 run of his. That was the only time he was world champ, and it only lasted for a month. Okay, I guess everybody it's stunned just, into in, silence an on that one. Interesting factoid. Man.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm so hoping we get a figure. I know everybody hates the uh, the brown gear and cowboy boots, but I think that'd make it for a really cool elite someday. And I'm not sure that figure that looks ever even been done in uh, in figure form. Was there ever a Jax of that one, Jordan? That you know? Of? Not that I can remember. Yeah, I don't think there was either. I know they it was basically his gear wasn't finished. That's why he ended up going with those those brown pants and the cowboy boots. But uh, yeah, very unique look. Let's get to the main event, one of the hottest crowds ever. Sammy Zayn and Roman Reigns. You know, take us through your thoughts on this uh, this modern day masterpiece of, uh, of booking.
0: Well, this is where I feel strange because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, there was no way that Sammy was going to win this match. Um, but then once the match started to unfold and things started to play out and I was like, oh, my God, this match is so good. And the crowd was so hot and everything just felt like it just felt good, you know. And uh, when when Sammy took the L, dude, it, it just like sucked the wind out of me, dude. I was like, oh, like it just I don't know. I love Roman. I expected him to win. But when. When he actually won, I was like, man, this sucks. And the way you won. I think the ending was just so, like, I think you said it said it was just soft, dude. Like, there was no finality to what, um, like, if they're going to make it where Sammy doesn't win, we need to at least have some clear direction didn't on why top, and yeah. where. Yeah, it didn't put a bow on it. It didn't give us any clarification on what's going on with Jay. It just kind of like, I don't know, it was just kind of like a poof. You know, like
1: Yeah, I I feel like it would've went over a little better if we would have seen Jay either definitively make his decision one way or the other if he was gonna, you know, turn on Rome or Sammy or see the full reunion between KO and Sammy. But I get why they did it because it is it's still six weeks between um between Elimination Chamber and Mania, and you got to have some stuff to happen on TV, right? You got to yeah. face yeah. some stuff out on mm-hmm. the the road to yep. WrestleMania.
0: I got worked. I got worked again because I thought for a moment I was like, "Oh shit, Jay's about to hit Roman with the freaking chair, dude!" Because he he really looked <laughs> like it for a moment. I was like, "This is gonna be awesome, dude!" Um, but yeah, it didn't come to pass, and Jay Uso got knocked out with that one little half-ass spear and never to be seen again. So, yeah. Mm. What are what are your thoughts, Jordan? On on the way it ended because for me like I said it just didn't, it just didn't put a good enough bow on it yeah for it to have played out from last night I
3: mean you knew there was gonna be interference but I don't know the interference to me was weird in this one it just I don't know it just felt out of place like like you were saying it the ending just did not. I knew he wasn't gonna win. I think win. they were
0: planning. I think they were planning for the Usos not to be there, <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh well, we gotta fit the Usos <laughs> in here somehow." Now that they're now that they're cleared to come to Canada, I wasn't mad that yeah. he
3: lost. It's just I don't know. Just that yeah, the ending just it just seemed like it ended so abruptly, and there was just nothing to it at all. So I don't know. I mean, everybody pretty much figured Roman was gonna walk into WrestleMania as the champ, so it's not surprising. But yeah, it was a little disappointing. It was really cool to see the crowd completely behind somebody. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen that amount of support for one person. So,
0: yeah. I mean, how perfect like that, this like culminated and come to a crescendo in freaking Canada, you mm, know, I mean,
1: Montreal. Like, yeah.
0: Don't God. Don't <laughs> do your Brett uh, accent. That's terrible. Um but Yeah. And I, you know, I think I would have handled it better if the crowd would have just like went into like straight hardcore booing Roman at the end. But it was like silence, and I think that's where it really like made me feel like, man, like this could have been a really huge moment. Like, obviously, I'm a Mark; I get worked. Like, I want these fairy tale endings, and I'm all about the stories having like, like I said, like a nice bow on it. And that doesn't always happen. Um, but yeah, I feel like when the crowd was just like totally deflated, that just
2: kind of <laughs> that, was, that was like a bummer he, to me. You no, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, two things happened that I noticed. One. Roman Reigns, pretty much like like you just said, they he just stunned that that crowd into silence because they were hot. They were like "f you, Roman, f you," all this stuff and changed oh, yeah. out the whole match. But once once he uh once it like impending doom was happening, it was you know they it, he completely took the air out of that whole that whole arena. Like,
0: yeah, you could have heard a pin drop yeah. at the end of that um, match,
2: dude. And, and this might be kind of a hot take, but this is the first time in the Bloodline storyline. Where it wasn't good, where it faltered, for me anyway. Um, the the weird yeah. entrances from Jay, the weird entrance from Jimmy, like you said, just the weird placement of everybody and how things happened. This might be the uh, this is the first time that I can remember where it was kind of like a uh, like a a nick on the in yeah, the armor of a- uh, of this yeah, story. Like. I see what at. you're
0: saying. Yeah, it, where yeah, was, where exactly. Was solo
2: at? That yeah, was no solo. Um, it was a, it was weird, like Paul Heyman came in. Like you do that towards like like Brock Lesnar, I get like his Brock Brock Lesnar's like, you know, he's devious. He's gonna pretty much try to kill Roman Reigns, you know, and then you know a, they have that history, Brock and Paul Heyman. So I could see Paul Heyman trying to interrupt a match between, you know, Brock and Roman. But like Yeah, but why him, did come, they
0: feel like yeah, exactly? why did they feel like they had to interrupt freaking yeah, Sami Reigns You know, for, the, not the, even the honorary oos. Yeah, yeah,
2: Kevin Owens is like you're hitting it's like He's not as as maniacal and crazy as Brock Lesnar, or as dangerous. So, I mean, you, you didn't need Paul Heyman to. It was just like I say, it was just weird. And I think, like like I said, this is the first time like in the storyline that nothing made sense. Essentially, yeah. When well,
4: it
0: was so good leading up to this, I think that's what also made it feel a little adjacent. That what like it was like the f- few weeks leading up to this moment were so good, like on Raw and SmackDown, that like I think we just had our ho- our hopes too high for how this was all gonna shake out. I
3: got some. Go ahead, go ahead, Jordan. I was gonna say Sheena watching wrestling by herself is like Michael Cole, except without the script in front of her. She's like, (laughs) "Oh my God, this is a moment! (laughs) Is is Sammy gonna win?" I can just imagine Sheena was in the living room screaming at the TV. I don't have,
0: I don't have the yes, I don't have the anchor of reality over here, just like you know, bringing me down, dude. I'm I'm like flying high. I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome." Seth Seth
3: really is the anchor to bring you back to earth. Like every
1: once, in I'll get hyped on some. He's like, you know, that's not going to happen. I'm like, God damn it.
4: Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs>
1: it's less so now with, with Triple H in charge, man. He actually does give us what we want sometimes, man. But uh I had some issues like in kayfabe, dude. Like, so the second ref, you know, first ref takes a bump. Jimmy Uso comes out straight up beats down Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And the ref, the second ref just ignores all that. Like, how did he not see it? Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't get the second ref thing sometimes. Like, if they're going to make the second ref look that incompetent, just wait until the first ref recovers, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is, like, Kevin Owens, you know, he let everybody run in and do all their bloodline shit before he showed up. Like, why wait till after the match to show up?
0: That's true, but I was listening to something earlier, and it made a good point that, like, Kevin's not Sammy's, like, homeboy that's not his bodyguard you know what i mean like he he, yeah, he, he wasn't there to he though. wasn't there to save sammy from losing he was there to save sammy from getting killed you mm. know what i mean like it was just like you know i'm not i don't care if you lose this match like it's whatever but like i'm not gonna let them just like murder you, you in know? my
1: mind because you know it was in montreal which kevin owens has a home there like in but i just booked it in my head that he was like watching at home and then when jimmy showed up he was like all no, and just <laughs> drove to the event from there you know yeah because he was in his jeans and stuff so it was, you know it, it makes sense um. Yeah, I, I still give it a thumbs up. It was a cool moment uh, getting to see that kind of crowd response. I never had any any doubt that Sami Zayn would win. I thought maybe you know if they wanted to pivot for something for the main event of Mania, maybe we'd see some sort of uh you know schmas finish. But mm. Roman ends up what over, and now we're staring down the barrel of fucking Stardust and Roman Reigns main yes. <laughs> WrestleMania.
4: Like I don't know. I'm, I'm starting
1: good. to become a little bit more hopeful, man. I like if you'd have asked me a couple of days ago, I'd say there was like. A zero point zero 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 one percent chance Roman actually wins. I'm up to like maybe like four or five percent, man. I think there's a chance Roman still wins the stand. They keep it going, man. Yeah, I mean, where, they, where, where are you guys at on Cody and Roman as the main event? I, I, I mean, think I wish- Cody.
0: I, I think Cody's winning. I mean, it's definitely going to be the main event. Um, because yeah, I can't imagine that they're yeah. doing all this like, um, you know. Paying homage to to Dusty Roads, and then they're just gonna like
2: yeah, and then, yeah. They look like they pissed it away. Yeah, full steam ahead with the storyline, and, and the the other thing too. I mean, I wish I didn't read any rumors and stuff. I've been trying to stay away from that stuff, but there are rumors that after Mania, pretty much Roman's like taking time off. So yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. A I could Brock see that. Lesnar
1: schedule.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I mean just a change in other. Yeah, you don't you don't get thing. a new
0: face and new teeth and for uh, True. just for yeah. you know
2: for wrestling yeah they i don't know i think i think too like you know uh, as much as i want the bloodline storyline to go on judging from the elimination chamber and that finish and stuff like that like i I'm, I'm in fear that if this drags on any longer that it's gonna it's gonna start getting picked apart by you know people well you know, yeah, how good it was at the beginning, but now it sucks. Exactly. Now. So, well, I like think- I
0: mentioned before, I, Sami Zayn. I mean, Sami Zayn is the only reason that the bloodline is still as hot as they are. Yeah. Like, let, let's be honest, yep. because like they wouldn't be as um, interesting, or like none of this would have happened without Sami Zayn. He breathed new life into them, and he extended the life of the bloodline. I've said that before, and I just I stand by that because I feel like it was getting a little bit like. You know, oh, Roman's winning again. You know yeah. what I mean? And then like Sammy NWO came in. in yeah. And then Sammy came in and he he just brought something new. You know what I mean? And made it more fun, made it more interesting. And we knew eventually, like, he wasn't going to last, you know? So it was like, when, how, you know? And then I think they just built us up. And
1: remember yeah. Sammy and Solo Sakoa both came in around the same time. And yeah, I think between the two of them, two totally different energies. But I think they both just breathed a lot of new life into the storyline. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, I personally ahead, can't wait to watch
3: Cody pin Roman while I'm sitting next to Seth and Sheena. Because eight <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight years ago at this time, they were dancing on my grave as Bray was getting pinned. And then uh, see those- I get to stomp out uh, Seth's Roman Reigns' foam fingers and all that stuff. Watch okay. him throw his Roman Reigns stuff in the garbage. It'll be like Super Bowl all over again. I ever, I ever- well,
0: Seth-, Seth won't be in his full Roman Reigns cosplay though, as it happens. I, so. I, I, <laughs>
2: I have have a request (laughs) on that night, as 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 we know, like the you know, towards the end of the match, because we can all we've been watching wrestling forever. We can pretty much gauge when the match is going to end, when the finale is. We have to Facetime because I need to see. (laughs) I need to see reactions of when it happens. Like, this maybe, maybe we'll, maybe
0: we'll set the maybe we'll set the camera up and we'll record the uh, the main event.
2: You seen
1: those videos from the Super Bowl Eagles fans smashing their TVs? Yeah, that's what I'm That'd doing. That's <laughs> be We're
3: gonna have to buy a new TV again while I'm there. It's gonna be great. We're, well, we'll yeah. most
1: we'll most likely be watching on on the backyard man, and oh our, our back porch TV is like a hundred and fifty dollar Vizio. So if that- I really do feel that bad, it ain't. It ain't the end of the world, the but TV's getting I, I don't think I'm going to get that emotional about it. I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I, the cool thing about wrestling is, hey, there's always a new show the next night, man. So yep. Story just goes on. You could just uh, wear your
3: next loser shirt the next night.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, real quick, I just, uh, we're not going to go too in-depth on this. We'll do another little speed round, but um, there was a rumor came out this week that, you know, Kenny Omega to WWE may become a thing later yep. this year when his contract expires. Jordan's the gambling man in this group. So we're all just going to go from one to ten Jordans on how realistic <laughs> we think this is. So One one Jordan means, you know, this is never, ever, ever going to happen. Ten Jordans is like, you know, this dude's main eventing Survivor Series this year. So, Sheena, you can start us off from one to ten Jordans. Uh, what do you think the odds of Kenny Omega showing up in WWE are? I
0: think it's a four. I think um, you know where, where there's press. There's at least a little bit of you know talks or something. But I don't see any world where Kenny Omega comes in, and and uh, joins WWE.
2: Marco, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. S- I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna go six okay. Jordans. Uh, I think. I think during that whole like time when they were like supposedly trying to poach AEW wrestlers, um, I think uh, he was definitely one of them, which they have confirmed. Um, and they are saying WWE, like they had some like change over where it's like they they have some like big acquisition that they can get because they were going to – there was like some things about Jay White and if he was going to join WWE, but now it kind of shifted gears because I supposedly there's a bigger – star yeah that they I mean, may get
1: bigger fish to fry yeah mm-hmm. so
2: i mean i i could see it happening uh i mean what i i would love it i mean i'm a kenny omega fan um i would love to see him and uh with the likes of a seth rollins in the ring with obviously him and uh cody going at it maybe you know roman we get to see who the best is between them two like i mean as a as a fan of kenny's i mean i'm hoping it happens.
1: All right, Jordan, how many, uh, how many Jordans do you have to go before
3: me? I'm the main event. This is how many Jordans. He's right.
1: I go four, man. If it was anybody, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit soft on this rumor just because of who Kenny is as an individual, man. Mm -hmm. I think he, you know, he's, he's, he's a different kind of cat, dude. And I think he'd be sacrificing a lot of his creative freedom, which is clearly important to him. Um, and and that's why I think it's a four. If this was anybody else with like the same career, same path in their their wrestling life thus far, I'd put it like an eight or nine. Because he doesn't, you know, that, that's the only thing he hasn't done. But at, at this point, I think the dude's totally content to go down in history as the best wrestler to never be in WWE, which is what I'd classify him as right now.
0: Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, it's, it's funny that this rumor would come out and we're also hearing rumors that Roman Reigns is about to take a, take a break. So uh, maybe he he knew he couldn't come in and compete with Roman. So he's going (laughs) to, he's going to come wait till Roman (laughs) goes and takes his vacation. And uh, I don't know.
1: I still say Roman versus Kenny is the biggest money match in the wrestling world right now. It'd be awesome. But, um, But yeah, you know, money talks. So maybe there's something to it, but I, I just feel like at this point it's been so long, like, Kenny might as well just go down in history is yeah. as, as it's it'd be a bigger deal for him historically if he doesn't go so I say four Jordan where are you at man a two if for the
3: <laughs> the exact reason of dude Ken, like you said Kenny kind of just marches to the beat of his own drum when he wants to go to New Japan and wrestle for a month he goes to New Japan and wrestles for a month like when he wants to take time off he just takes time off it's just that's just the way this dude is it's completely different um I know everybody wants to compare this to the Cody situation, but I I just don't see it happening. Like, the Young Bucks are two of his best friends. Like, Kota is one of his best friends. I mean, I just, I don't see it happening. Kenny likes going to New Japan too much, and Sounds like he's a, he's going to make this a thing. There's a, a difference. Thing.
0: There's a difference in uh in Cody and Kenny. Cody always Co- Cody, the only Cody's Cody, is a Cody w- left WWE because
1: WWE yes. w- yes. didn't want exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cody is a WWE man through and no. Through the only WWE. reason I said
3: that is because he was one of the EVPs and everybody's right. trying to compare. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. This is nothing like that. Like I, I think this rumor was put out there just to get people talking. I I don't even think it's even plausible that he really does leave. Um, yeah. maybe he goes back maybe. to new Japan full time, but anywhere other than new Japan or AEW, I find it really hard to believe.
1: Yeah, I, I could, I could see him leaving AEW cause things have been kind of weird there ever since he lost the title, you know, like the elites kind of just, we've said it before. I mean, the Bucks are one of the best two or three tag teams in the world. And Kenny, I think he's probably, he's arguably the number two best all around pro wrestler in the world behind Roman right now in k Right. Um, And, you know, he's just doing this trios thing. Uh, I think if he left, I could see him just being like the biggest independent wrestler of all time, right? Like just bounce around. He could still do a handful of matches for AEW every year, go to New Japan, like Jordan said, and maybe with Triple H in charge, maybe he could come in for like two or three just huge money matches in WWE and just bounce around but i don't see any i really don't think he he goes full time
0: yeah i think i just think they really hurt themselves from the beginning of AEW by not booking themselves like as absolute freaking powerhouses in AEW. like they just kind of went in soft and were like oh we're gonna put over the new guys and all this stuff when we bought into kenny and the bucks and hangman and you know the, the the whole shit and shebang and i think that uh they just really.
1: I get what I get where they were coming from on not doing it, but yeah, I, I think it would have been. Yeah,
0: I mean, I get where you know, but at the same time, like
1: we saw Kenny lose a lot that first yeah. year in AEW. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's
3: where like Jericho and Mox being the first two champions is not egregious at all. Like Jericho being the champ brought in a lot of WWE eyes, and that's what they did that for. And then Mox being the champ, I mean, he's Mox, so like there's there's nothing wrong with that, but. I don't know, man. It just—that's fine. They we, could
0: have booked Kenny really, really strong in the mid card somewhere, but there was no mid card title at that time, yeah. so it was we, just kind of like you know, I don't know. Yeah, there, you, there was just no there was no place for Kenny, and I agree with you. Like that, having Jericho and Mox as the first two champions was was not a bad call, but uh, I think they still should have like went with one of their homegrowns. Yeah, you know,
2: if you went if you went back in the archives of the Chick Fil show, we always talked about how. You know, AEW should have made like their homegrown stars, like the, you know, the champions first and all this stuff. But um I think you know Jericho being the champion first, then leading into Kenny Omega would have been a better, better. Call, yeah, when I you think. went
0: back to back, yeah, because that was a that was a point of contention for a while. It was back to back WWE guys yeah. as the um as the two first champions for AEW. So I remember a lot of people being like, "What the hell?"
2: Yeah, we don't know if that's like a that's been like a thing, like a thorn. And Kenny's mm-hmm. side, like, we always talk about how he beats to his own drum, but we don't know if he holds grudges. We don't know how, how he is with, like, you know, he keeps that stuff in the back of his head um, when he's going about his business. So, I mean, I mean th- that, that decision, if he does make it, to, you know, to leave the company, I mean, you have all the ammunition <laughs> to, yeah. to do so. I mean.
0: Yeah. He, I, th- I think he's, you know, I think he could have done better in AEW. Yeah. Um, from, from then to now I, mean, I he, think
1: he had the best World Championship reign Of anybody so far
0: Yeah it, I, I loved him With like Don Callis And like you know I, I, I thought collector Yeah I thought that I thought that was great But I think sometimes it's Just A little bit too Little too late You know
2: Yeah
1: Okay Alright let's uh, Speaking of AW Let's hear from Turnbuckle Tavern And then we'll get into The weekly beverage break
2: drop by and visit the turnbuckle tavern where every thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things aew as well as dive into impact wrestling nwa and all things indie. if you like heated debates compelling interviews and a shot of nostalgia you'll love the turnbuckle tavern available on apple and spotify drink it in it always goes down smooth
1: It's time for the weekly beverage break where we tell you guys what we're sipping on while we podcast. Jordan, get us started.
3: I am drinking uh it's from Wild Onion Brewery in Lake Barrington, Illinois. It's a hazy IPA peach ubi goober. It's uh it definitely hits. You get a good peach flavor with it and it's a really good IPA, so it's only 6.5 so it's not too bad either.
1: I love Only a good. bro. That's a strong-ass beer. beer,
3: dude. Not
0: for Jordan. Jordan's a freaking tank, dude.
3: Dude, I drink fucking bourbon every day. Like, 6.5 is, like, uh, juice to me. <laughs> six point five is pretty stout beer. Sheena,
1: what are you sipping on?
0: I am sipping on a woodchuck hard cider mimosa. I've had this on the show before. I think I actually did an, an initial taste test. I hadn't even tried it until I get, I tried it on the show. Um it's cider and OJ and give it a little shake and enjoy. It's a five point five. It's pretty percent. strong too,
1: especially for a cider.
0: Yeah, it is gluten free for all our celiac friends. It's out of Vermont. Um, it's delicious. And it's the last one in our house. And Seth so graciously allowed me to uh
1: still kind of pissed about that. I got a six pack of these, only got to drink one of them. I, wouldn't call, it, yours, I, I wouldn't call it
3: graciously. We heard the conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is one of those, uh, if you guys have been following along in the cutting room floor uh, where we should be recording things, then just make like a big mashup at the end of the year for all of the the clips that need to be uh, heard by the
2: people.
1: <laughs> uh, Marco, what are you drinking?
2: Uh, just sipping on a, a classic uh, Broken Skull American Lager. Nothing, nothing crazy tonight. Trying to nice. keep it uh, keep it chill.
0: I just saw my memories yesterday. We were in San Diego. We went um, to El Segundo Brewing Company in San Diego. Two months
2: after
1: they launched,
0: yeah, two months after they launched Broken Skull IPA, and we got to have it straight from the teat, man. Was, Remember I,
1: that was the day that I, Steve Austin uh, tweeted I, you. Tweeted
0: me, yeah. I, we were, we thought we were going to get to meet Steve Austin, and yeah, that was that was a moment.
1: This
3: is a moment. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is a moment. She got no moments. I, I got myself worked up that day too. I was like, "Holy shit, man! We need to turn around. We're going to go meet Steve Austin at the brewery." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, this is this is by Rogue, one of the original uh, craft breweries. That, you know, they started in 1988 out of uh, Newport, Oregon. This is Neon Snowpocalypse Imperial Cold India Pale Ale. So. I've been looking at the description and stuff. I really don't know what makes something a cold India pale ale. I think it's just cause they brewed it in the uh, wintertime, but this thing's really good, man. It's hitting on some uh so, some tropical citrusy flavors and it's an eight point two percenter, man. So how are
0: they gonna make a tropical beer a wintertime cold? Beer? I don't
1: know. That's what I'm saying. I think it's just cold just cause they made it in the winter it's the winter seasonal and uh the if you guys get a chance, check out the can art, man. Just look up Neon Snowpocalypse. It's like mm-hmm. a fire breathing snowman. It's pretty badass. But, uh, yeah, definitely a strong beer. Uh, We'll see how I'm doing by the end of the episode. (laughs) All right, let's hear from Extra Cooler, and then we'll get into how many chicks.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. If diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages sounds
3: like fun to you, then be sure to check out my podcast, The Extra Cooler Show. Each episode
1: my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow for new episodes every Thursday morning. Right, it's time for how many chicks i gotta say i think they messed up by debuting that song back on uh friday night on smackdown yeah, i think should've they should have saved it, it. Chamber, right. they
0: saved it for elimination chamber you're right they
1: should have saved it for elimination chamber it's still hit though still hit yeah Dude, the, the, maybe they just, need to reintroduce it to people maybe they thought they need to reintroduce it the night you yeah. know the night before but
0: it got me it got me a little misty man when he came out and the crowd just went wild and he was playing his original music and it just yeah it made me uh Got my eyes, started sweating a little bit. Yeah,
3: if they would have played it for the first time at Elimination Chamber, nobody would have known who it was, guaranteed. What? That's I don't know. Joke. They were singing along on no. show. Good God! No, it was in his freaking home country. You don't think they would have known who it was? Like I'm I joking. was about to
0: say, dude. I was like Jordan. I don't know what show you were watching, good but God, yeah. you
3: guys are like,
0: look, yeah. we got some good old. Seth, way I chance. thought you
3: were supposed to uh, anchor Sheena down. I got her hook, line, and sinker right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. You know, Sheena was talking about getting choked up when he came out to that song. But once again, it shows you Sheena. T- turns into just a total freaking mark
4: you
0: know, <laughs> i can't help it it just oh it, it felt so good he was just looking around you could tell he was about he was trying not to get choked up dude this is the biggest moment in his freaking career dude There's that like, word
3: again it's a moment, <laughs> it's moment. Yes. You, she nicole she nicole I'm, I'm,
0: I'm a moment mark dude i can't dude, i'm telling you guys I'm, I'm like vince i like moments dude it's all time. It's all about the moments, dude. Like individual <laughs> matches, they, they they come and go, but you do not forget those monumental moments in pro wrestling.
1: <laughs> all right, let's get to how many chicks. This is where we grab one of. I, I've selected one of our over. Thirteen hundred wrestling figures from our collection at random. It's in the Undertaker's casket, which I believe is still in stock at Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Floyd, save ten percent. Double deep,
0: double wide.
1: Double deep, double wide. That's how Sheena likes it. Uh, we're
0: Jeez.
4: Uh, <laughs> oh, this Whoa. is going
1: to be a sur- uh, beer is
0: already hitting. Dude, it's going to be a
1: surprise beer for Sheena, and then we're going to all go round table and do a quick live review of it on the air. Sheena, are you ready? I'm ready.
0: Oh, we got a Rhythm and Blues, Greg Valentine.
1: I don't care what anybody says, man. Rhythm and Blues, Greg Valentine, that was still, like, the most interesting he ever was to me, man. What, what about you guys? You guys thumbs up or thumbs down on Rhythm and Blues, Greg Valentine? I'm here for it. Jordan, thumbs up. up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think... I think Greg Valentine was like, you know, almost like the Cesaro of his day, just like a really awesome worker and stuff. But that was like before all of our times. That was like the late 70s when he was having those matches and like the really early 80s. He was just always the most fucking boring dude to me when he came on TV when I was starting to watch wrestling, man. Um, but yeah, so this is the uh, the freshly this is one of I think this may be like the, the freshest figure we've ever had on how many chicks just just dropped basically within the last month. Uh, part of Mattel's revived retro line. Uh, you know, this guy was famously mm-hmm. it canceled Hasbro. This was like one of the holy, the true holy grail figures for the longest time. And now he's pretty much widely available. I haven't done a check, man. It's gotta be hurting like the secondary value of all those old prototypes and stuff that were out there, but uh, you got him in hand, you know, give us, give us your thoughts.
0: I mean, he looks great, dude. He's got his uh, Elvis esque rhythm and blues, look black hair, Greg Valentine, which is, which is definitely a look. Um, Got the the Elvis aviators, yeah. Nice little nice little figure we got here, dude.
1: Yeah, I want, dude. I want an elite of this so bad, man. It'd be perfect for the Legends line. Like they got to do it, even though like the his running rhythm and blues was so short. I feel like it's such an iconic figure as far as like wrestling figure history goes. Like we need it in elite form. What do you think, Jordan? Would you buy this as an elite?
3: Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I I love
1: this figure. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you already got it in hand. Yeah, I got it. How about you, Marco? I do not. Mm, not you, you passing on the uh, Mattel retros?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Trying to pick okay. and choose.
1: I feel you. Do you have any, uh, any of a Hasbro collection? Or are you strictly on the elites right now?
2: Um, I have some Hasbro collection. I have uh, retros, most mostly retros. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy with the. Uh, with the Hasbro's though.
1: See, I was off the Hasbro's for the longest. I didn't get into Hasbro's until the original run from Mattel retros was like over with, man. This was like, this was kind of like my pandemic, uh, pickup, man. I'd kind of run out of like the back catalog of elites and basics to get, and I was still looking for something to collect. And obviously, you know, I had, had the Trump bucks and the Biden bucks burning a hole in the wallet, man. So that's when I really went hard on putting together a Hasbro collection. And then the, the Mattel retros came right along with it. Um, I guess let's get into it. Sheena, from 0.0 to five what do you give Retro Greg Valentine?
0: Well, the fact that we got it adds a little bit of um adds a little bit of to the score for me because I feel like it's just been one of those things. It's just been like so elusive for so many collectors for so long. It's like
1: Moon Billy Kamala.
0: Yeah, exactly, dude. So that definitely Or
1: cheap J Strongbow, if you will.
0: <laughs> if you're Seth. Yeah. Oh. Um so I'm going to give it a I'm gonna give it a four.
1: Okay, 4.0, solid score. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. So I, I give it a little bit of a b- boost off just the general aesthetics of it um, because it is such an iconic figure in it wrestling. It looks like Greg history. Valentine, dude. It does look like I mean, Greg looks- Valentine. We got the, the black and yellow one's actually on the fig display over there, uh, the OG. Um, I also give it a boost because this figure's got some sentimental value for me because... Um, you know, the first ever wrestling show I went to, the main event was Rhythm and Blues against the Heart Foundation. So, this dude main evented the, in, in this look, main evented the first ever wrestling show I went to. I dock it a little bit because he came with that same shitty guitar that Mattel insists yeah. on giving us, man. I hate that thing. Dude. Like, I get it. <laughs> they want to give you some playability with like the breakab- the breakableness of it. But, yeah. dude, like, if you look at that thing wrong, it shatters mm-hmm. into, you know, six different pieces. I, I just, I fucking hate Mattel's guitar, man. So, for that reason, I give it a 4.4. 4. Jordan? Yeah,
3: I, I like this a lot. I, I think this whole uh, third wave is really good. This is probably one of my favorite waves they've done so far. Um, I'm going to go – I'll go a 4.2 on Greg Valentine.
1: Okay, and Marco, you're closing this out.
2: Yeah, really. I mean, I haven't seen it in hand, but definitely seen like the pitchers and stuff like that. Um, just, just judging from what you guys are saying – um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'll go with the four as well. Nice solid score for Rhythm and Blues, Greg Valentine.
1: All right, Sheen, give us some closing thoughts on Greg Valentine while I uh, tally up where he falls out in the uh, final standing.
0: Um, I will definitely say I prefer blonde Greg Valentine uh, to to the black hair, and we've talked about before on this show how Greg Valentine is one of those people that like. You know, he looked 50 when he was like 30 and he still looks 50 when he's like 70, you know, (laughs) so it's just like he's never aged. He looks like the same uh, ever since we were we were kids. But yeah, overall, solid figure. Stoked that we have it. Stoked for all the collectors who have, uh you know, done the rally cry for this thing for so long. And, uh you know, they killed it.
1: All right. So Greg came out to an average of four point two. That puts him, again, remember, we had to recalibrate the standings because Sheena was just so (laughs) out of whack on her (laughs) rankings that we've kind of had to reset. So, like, this is only about half the history of how many chicks um, that we have in here. So it's been 13 how many chicks we've done since we got Sheena to, like, start putting some thought into what number you thought here instead of just like going to random.org and being like, <laughs> oh I give this basic Dana Brooke a four point nine. Oh, I give this defining moments Macho Man a three point two. Like
4: wasn't the
0: Alicia
1: yeah, so, Fox the one that really broke the scale though. Yeah
0: the, the Alicia Fox broke the broke the matrix dude.
1: Yeah. So Gretro Greg Valentine he came out at four point two which puts him fourth out of thirteen so far. Totally respectable. Um, for comparison, the only other retro slash Hasbro figure on here was the Brock Lesnar, and he got a 2.7. So yeah. Greg's lapping oh, the the beast, Brock Lesnar. Probably the only time ever in wrestling that I think Greg Valentine will go over Brock, but <laughs> he did it here on chick Foley Show. We're making history every day,
4: guys. Nice.
0: It's a moment.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll quickly round up some other figure news, man. The, only, the big thing I had is I want to give a shout-out to our buddy... Uh, Mitch from Hasle Toys, he has his Ahmed Johnson, aka Tony Norris figures, up for pre-order. Very cool. Um, I already got mine uh, pre-ordered. Definitely hit him up. He put a link in the Facebook group, or you can just go to uh, Grapplers and Gimmicks on Twitter to find the link. And then, uh, I know, Jordan, you got a figure you're really hyped up you want to talk about.
3: Yeah, man. Zombie Sailor announced the headliner for uh, Series 3 for Heels and Faces is none other than One Man Gang. So... I, I've been wanting someone to make this figure forever. Uh, I cannot wait to pre-order it. I know a lot of people. Yeah, y'all
0: are- talked about that several times <coughs> on the show about one and one man gang. Yeah,
3: I, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: I was to say I'm, I'm a huge fan of Akeem slash One Man Gang. His LJN figure was booked. Uh, very strong for me when I was just getting into uh, wrestling figures as a kid. Uh, the Akeem Hasbro was awesome. I got a custom one man gang from Alex Pierce customs elite. That, that's really cool. Cause you know, I'm still, I'm hoping Mattel circles back to it. Cause they actually had a prototype made that got canceled. Uh, and th- this retro looks incredible, man. So I'm super excited for it and loving everything that zombie savers doing. Even if the, uh, you know, he tests our patience a little bit on these wait times and the price tag. And the, uh, the price tag I could deal with. I, I've just kind of accepted it as the cost of doing business with these, uh, how much are yeah, they? They're like, they come up with like 35 bucks a piece, right? No, it's,
3: it's, it was 260 to order all six of the, the ones that we're
1: pre ordering right now. You're looking at 40 It's about 45 plus. bucks a figure. Yeah. It ain't cheap, but I mean, they're bringing us figures that you couldn't have even imagined even as recently as like five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's go weekly purchases, man. The only real interesting thing I grabbed in the last week was the, uh, San Francisco toy Makers Jimmy Hart, the uh, white one, not the black one. Uh, that black one is expensive, man. The one that, you know, OSFTM got the wrong, uh, skin tone. Yeah, well they had it was the reference photo they had for whatever reason. Jimmy Hart looked really, really dark in it. And this is what happens when you have people who know nothing about wrestling making the figures. They just thought that he was black.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Hart did have some serious fake bake or tanning bed back in the well day. Yeah, he was he was rolling with the Hulkster. Yeah, he had to he had to keep his tan up to roll with Hulk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I got the uh, the yellow Jimmy Hart figure. Very cool. Arguably the best Jimmy Hart figure that's been made. Uh, Marco, you had anything cool to the collection last week?
2: Uh, no, nothing nothing last week. Uh, pretty bare bones on this side for now.
1: Yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, it's been a little bit slow. I think Chinese New Year's kind of slowed down some of the new figures rolling in. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? Yeah,
3: same here. Blood runs cold here. There's there's nothing at the Wells <laughs> household this week.
1: Dang, what a what a dry week for purchases. Um, let's get it, let's hear from uh, J Bone coming down the aisle, and then we will do random merch of the week.
2: You want to feel the roar of the crowd? Just strap on those spandex honeys and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh yeah, dig it!
1: All right, it's time for Random Merch of the Week. This is where we scour uh, eBay or the other usual suspects to find uh, just some really cool... Hard, you know, rarely seen, hard to find items, something maybe out there for you to purchase. Uh, this week was definitely on the pricier side. Before we get into it, I do want to give an update. It's an item that uh, we, it was one of the first couple random merch of the weeks that we had, still floating around on eBay. Macho Man Randy Savage's Bonesaw. I was going to ask
0: you if Bonesaw is still available. I'm so it. glad so, yeah, you my, uh, went I, I kind of alternate. Looked.
1: Sometimes I'll just search by newly listed, sometimes I'll go by uh, highest price. And it's the first time we've done this segment in a while. Um, I just searched WWF and then sort by highest price, right. Just to see what all kind of crazy stuff's out there. It's tough now. Cause cards, wrestling cards have really blown up in the last like two and a half years. Like, like 90% of the shit on there is just cards. But, um, yeah, Macho Man's bonesaw gear is on there, and it's listed for sixty five thousand right now. Which I feel like it was a little bit less than that. It than was, last time we yeah. Saw, I guess they,
0: they've talked a lot about inflation, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I know sometimes people will throw a crazy price on there and just throw a, or best offer on there because it's a good way to get your stuff to show up at the top of the search results or whatever. But
0: man, I want to yeah. say it was like. Maybe like twenty thousand or something. Yeah, crazy. I feel like it was
1: like twenty twenty five, maybe even as low as fifteen. Yeah. Um, but I did find this. This was an item that I have never seen before, man, which is surprising because I do consider myself something of a wrestling figure historian. uh We'll post the link in the show notes so you guys can check it out. But this is the NWA, or excuse me, the AWA nineteen eighty six Remco All Star Wrestling Steel Cage match. So. Uh, I knew Rimco had a ring. I remember the one that they had a really nice, like regular ring, no cage. This is the first time I've ever seen it with a steel cage included. What stuck out to me was the uh basically the playability feature they had. So if you've mm-hmm. ever had, um you know, if you ever actually played with wrestling figures, right? Having a steel cage sounds awesome. Like you're gonna have these cool steel cage matches to these awesome spots. But actually playing with them's a pain in the ass because you got to like reach over yeah, the cage You're sitting on the ground yeah. already most of the time Then you got to reach over the cage like and try to play with them without breaking it just in the ass this one it has these little uh these little like slots i guess for like a better word that and it's got these little like poker like figure grabber things that you can stick through the slot to move your guys around and play with them and i don't know who the fuck actually plays with <laughs> wrestling figures like this this is designed <laughs> for like in the commercials where you see people just banging the figures together but they don't actually play with them um but it's still very, very unique, uh, Sheen. What do you think of this playset?
0: I mean, that was the very first thing that I noticed when I pulled up um, the random merch that you sent us the link to. I was just like, "Wow, that's really something." Just like, I mean, the innovation is unmatched. But, um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, you're not gonna be able to move the arms or do any sort of like, you know, slams or any sort of like, you know, nothing. I think um,
1: you're just playing to see like who can knock. The rest yeah, of it's like what's that? What was that old vintage whatever? like
0: punch game? Like you know, uh, Rock'em Sock'em Rock robots. Sock robots. Yeah, yeah that's basically that. what it is. But yeah, pr- I mean, pretty cool toy, and obviously the um the art on the box is like super nostalgic. It just takes me back to like you know being a kid and having like really cool art on the on the boxes of the toys that you get. So. Well, then
1: also if you look at the back of that box, man, you got the art for the figures. You got Mister Perfect on there. You got the model Rick Martell, the Freebirds. Yeah the road warriors uh like yeah yeah rick flair and larry zabisco in the back like it's pretty awesome i mean the box by itself is awesome it'll make a cool yeah. display piece for a collection jordan had you ever seen this before
3: i i had not ever seen this before it's really cool um uh everybody go into sellers other items though did you look at everything else she has for sale so no is it pretty crazy uh She's got two of these rings, and, dude, she has so much old wrestling stuff for sale. It's wild.
1: Wow. So, I see she's got the loose one. Dude, that's crazy the difference. So, she's got the... The MOC one is going for 4000 but she's got a loose one that looks to be in, it looks like it's missing the ropes, but other than that, it's No, like the, ropes, the ropes, ropes are in are the right little right package oh, right okay, there. Okay, Yep. Yeah, for 299 The geez. ring post
0: and the ropes are right there. Now
1: I'm getting itchy because, you know, the, the the Mattel Superstars line, which is like basically my favorite line right now, it's a straight up tribute to the Remco's. So you know these would be, this ring would be in scale with those, man. Um,
0: 1986.
1: Yeah, good find. I didn't even look at her other listings here. That's really, really cool, man. Yeah, dude, she's wow, got a lot of. I wonder of who this chick
0: t- is, dude, because she's got some serious
3: freaking merch, dude. She's got she's the, got- the Galoob ring with the cage. I
1: yeah, I had that ring as a kid. She's got the Ric Flair and Larry Zbysko set that's advertised on the back of the box. MOC for one ninety nine right now.
4: Yeah, dude, wow. she has a
1: ton of stuff for sale.
0: She's got search all sixteen hundred and forty items, dude.
1: Did you see this? She somebody must have died or something. That's what I was dude, thinking. I was yeah. like, maybe yeah. she had
0: like a like a but, you know
1: uncle I, or dad. Do you guys I know see this powers is. of pain set? Yeah. She's got LJ and uh, warlord and a custom LJ and Barbarian.
2: I know what it is.
1: Wow. What is it, Mark?
2: Divorce, selling all her <laughs> husband's <tough> stuff <laughs> off. That's exactly uh, what it is. She's like, Oh, about, you left yeah. all the stuff
1: behind. I'm getting if rid of this. Some figure collector uh, <laughs> went, out, went out and cheated, man. He's fucking hating life right now,
3: dude. Dude, did you see the the Remco? <laughs> she's
0: got a, she's got a pair of uh, old sneakers on here too, dude. She's got
3: tons of sneakers. Freak. Did you see the Remco AWA variant era Grey Gagne and Kurt Heading in like the camo?
1: Yeah, yeah. What's it going for? A thousand bucks. Jeez,
0: this dude. is insane dude
1: this is awesome so we're gonna help out well, let's see what's her name Heart.soul.2013. 2013 we're gonna help her out um we'll post a link to the item and then we'll also post a link to uh her ebay shop because there is some just incredible stuff man most of it's too pricey for me i'm a little bit more targeted on how i uh how I collect, but if you just kind of like a general collector and just grab stuff you like, like there is some amazing stuff on here, man. Like, and it's just some kooky stuff. There's a there's a Big John Stud LJN that's ever that's painted up like Kane's bodysuit and it says it's a custom Kane LJN. Like <laughs> There's some weird shit on here, dude. I'm, I'm definitely going through this whole store tonight, man. That's gonna be my like bedtime scroll whatever. <laughs> All yeah. right, Sheena, do we got listener mail this week?
0: Yes, we do. All right. Our first question comes in from the Pod Foundation's most loyal listener and one of our longtime Foley fams, Tyson Neil Trevino. TNT. Dynamite. Um, he says,
1: what's... We didn't rehearse that either.
0: <laughs> he says, what's your beef with Cody Rhodes winning the title, uh, to win the title from Roman? Haven't seen this much heat since your beef with Samoa
1: Joe. I'll, I'll go first. You know, I don't mean... I think... Mark, I, We know Marco's just, you know, he's going to yeah. nut when Cody wins. I think Jordan's kind of in the middle ground. You know, the Cody haters. <laughs> I'm Cody haters here. Wow. wow. For me, dude, he's modern day uh, Jeff Jarrett, man. I, I said it a long time ago, and it still stands, dude. He's an 8 who presents himself as a 10, yeah. and it makes him come across as a 7, dude. I just, I think he's a really awesome mid Carter. I just don't buy him for once. I, I didn't buy him beating Seth three times straight on pay-per-view, man. It just seemed... Fake to me, I couldn't suspend my disbelief that this dude fucking beat Seth well, Rollins he did three straight times on pay per view. <laughs> he did. You're right. He did it. He's been proving me wrong. And to his credit, I I I acknowledge that I am definitely like you know off on my own on this one, man. Because the crowd is still hot for him, even despite Sammy getting over. Like yeah, the crowd is still there for Cody, dude. So hats off to him. He's proving me wrong week after week. I, I'll admit that, but. I'm still not there with him.
0: Yeah, my beef is a little less hot than Seth. Seth rubbed off on me a lot about it, and for (laughs) yikes! (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, for me, my biggest issue came whenever he uh, he was an AEW man. I just felt like his presentation for somebody who was never going for the title, like he tried to have this like big all star presentation, and like Seth said, it just never felt genuine. It always felt like he was trying too hard. He had a just a terrible feud with Anthony Agogo. Like it was just like so cringe. Uh, You know what else,
1: man? He had the perfect opportunity, right? He's at a peak, has this pec injury gone for six months. Why not take that time to get that fucking tattoo removed from your neck? Dude? <laughs> he
0: loves the tattoo, dude. I think, I think Cody loves There's, it, man.
1: I mean, I, he's committed to it now, dude. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you gave him truth serum, he would be like, I don't know why the fuck I did that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the neck tattoo is cringe. And that, that that was another thing that I was just like, what are we doing here? And I think another thing that brought, brought me down was like brandy. Like she always just ruined this presentation for me. Like I would have rather seen Pharaoh than see Brandy. You know what I mean? Like bring out the dog. Like uh, at least at least the dog at least the dog's not gonna say you're something right. terrible. The most
1: the coolest Cody Rhodes has ever been to me was it all uh, all in, the original uh, you know the the birth of AEW when he fought Nick Aldis for the NWA title. I the presentation stuff was yeah. on point then, and I thought that was cool for Cody. Man, I thought that's kind of where he should be. You know, NWA champion. Yeah, right? something that, like that was perfect for him.
2: Yeah, I was reading some. Uh, I seen some crazy stat about Cody that he's the only wrestler today that has won a championship in every current promotion, which is pretty yeah. crazy. No, he uh, with uh, NWA, the, which you just mentioned, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling, he had a title. WWE, he was the Intercontinental champion. AEW, he was a champion. New Japan, he was a champion. ROH, he was a champion. That's which is that's pretty crazy to think. That
0: is cool,
4: yeah.
1: I do want to remind people that think I'm just a hardcore Cody hater. When we did our three-year anniversary show, I awarded Cody the best wrestler of yeah. the Chick Foley era. You, did. Yeah. A you the, did, A lot of hated, yeah, a lot
0: of the hate, yeah. A lot of that was before Kate he fate. went to WWE. Yeah. Also, that was
1: yeah. before he jumped to WWE. I said he was the best wrestler of the yeah. Era I, I,
0: when sometimes when I post things on Instagram, a lot of times I'll post something like that's really. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think. Cody start the Stardust beating um, Roman thing is, is a hot take, <laughs> but spark some conversation. But yeah, it keeps it. You know, those kind of posts keep the algorithm gods in our favor because it always strikes a chord with people. And there's like you know a hundred comments on that freaking post, dude. And so it's like. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to stay, to stay in people's feeds. And, uh, I, I knew word that Yourself into a shoot. Yeah. I knew that one was going to, uh, to, to poke the bear. So I was talking to JCC about that earlier. Uh, James Cody Canterbury, one of our Foley fam. And yeah, I think sometimes you just gotta, you know, just put some stuff out there and get the conversation going. But yeah, that's, that's the deal with Cody. Um, he says Sambro says each of you are. Shout invi- out to
1: Sambro Also, he, he definitely gives us a lot of content He's, to go on every week. On yeah, this. so we,
0: we got some we got some serious listener mail again from Sam Bro. He He's a Barbara
1: Walters of
4: <laughs> the, the listener mail. <laughs> That's so <Jesus>. true. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, he says each of you are invited to a fancy adult party. What do you bring? And then he says he amended his comment. And said not a key party, you pervs. A normal <laughs> dinner party.
1: Uh, I'm bringing a bottle of Maker's Mark. Can't go wrong with that, dude. It's. Uh, you know no matter who you, he said this was fancy maker's mark is class it, it, to me like maker's mark is great because it's like that it's one of those products that it can be classy if you take it to a classy affair but it also yeah. be kind of like you know kind of ho- just cozy if you're taking it to like a more like low-key affair so yeah. i'm bringing a bottle of maker's mark
0: i'm probably gonna bring a charcuterie board um you know <laughs>
1: <what> you <laughs> how, do you, how do you bring a charcuterie board dude like you just fucking like, are you making it? Like, when you get there, you got everything in Yeah, like I'm gonna, baggies? I'm gonna put on,
0: I'm gonna put on my little hat and just like, gotcha. you know, no, you can put, you can make a charcuterie board and, um, you can just cover it. You know what I mean? Like, make it okay. and then you can cover that it works. and carry it in. Yeah. So, like, I should know yeah. how that
1: would transport.
0: Just dude. bring, like, all kinds of, like, little fancy, you know, prosciuttoes and salamis and, like, all kinds of fancy raw cheeses. And it needs you to know. be a
1: quick drive, dude. Cause the only, like, a charcuterie board's nice, right? It's really an adult lunchable, but, like, that stuff kind of sweats, man. Yeah, you, know you gotta, I mean, you like,
0: gotta keep it cool. You gotta yeah. keep it cool on the ride there. So, yeah, I mean, um, um, all things considered, we're not really talking about the logistics of this. Like, if I could okay. just like snap Got my you. fingers and like I dream a genie, do like myself- the uh,
1: the house elf. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So
0: yeah, just get there and, and bring the charcuterie board. And um,
1: that's I know Marco's about to bring something super fancy. He's bringing like he's, some fancy. Of oh, course, cool. I, oh. I
0: already I already know what Marco's bringing. Marco's going yeah. to run, Marco's running by the cheesecake factory. You he's gonna, he's gonna a, he's gonna, yeah, He's going to get. He's going to. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Marco. Go. <laughs> no, that's that's T- fine. Tell no. the people.
2: I was going to say you have to. You definitely have to bring something from the. The most finest of establishments, the Cheesecake Factory.
1: That's right. Um,
2: But I'm not sure what kind of cheesecake I would go for. Uh, oh, you know what's
1: really you gotta good? Go something kind of classic. Dude. It's super you can't go rich, with, like the Oreo cheesecake. Or I don't something know, like man. <laughs> the, Adam's, the, the Adams peanut
2: butter
0: cup fudge ripple is freaking bomb, dude. Yeah. I feel That's like just,
1: you need to go like either like you know classic white strawberry raspberry or like just a classic, classic fresh strawberry cheesecake mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I think you gotta go something a little basic, man. And then, <laughs> I, I if, mean, you, if you're you, feeling you pay, fancy,
0: you can get the key
2: lime. You know,
1: you, you're not stopping there, though. You're bringing a bottle of wine too, right?
2: Oh, of course.
1: You gotta, yeah.
2: Maybe a nice cheese plate. Oh no. Something like that. Come on. I
3: thought we were going to the Snoop Dogg wine. Oh, (laughs) (laughs)
2: good. Oh, you know what? That's a a good idea. We're getting the Snoop
0: Dogg rosé. Maybe to get uh, a Martha Stewart uh, wine. Mm -hmm. The Martha
3: Shard. We bring that. Martha
0: Shard. Yep. (laughs) What
1: are you bringing,
3: Jordan? Uh, I'm going to bring two thirty racks of Bush Light. Hell yeah. A crock pot full of cheese dip and a five gallon bucket of Astro Glide.
0: That's the adult party, yeah. Uh, adult party of the stench. You could just cover yourself in the cheese dip, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Sambro says, "How long is Roman off TV after he loses <clears throat> the roller co- to the roller coaster at WrestleMania?"
1: I think he, I think he comes back shortly before SummerSlam to set up him and Jey Uso yeah. at SummerSlam.
0: I could see that. Anybody else have any any differing?
1: No,
3: I, th- opinions? I think he'll be off TV for three or four months, just like. Same, Seth.
0: For sure. He said, uh, Sam Bro also says, have you guys always been Falcons fans even in Hawaii? So I guess this is directed at you and I. We always yeah. were
1: Falcons fans. Yeah. We, we, we actually, we actually stopped
0: being Falcons fans while Honestly, in Hawaii. Honestly, so
1: I, I swore him off after the Super Bowl, right? Famously. You can go back on my Facebook. It's, you know, I, I, I'm not going He
0: made a public declaration. Yeah.
1: And then, um, you know, Brett was born in August of that year, right before uh, football season started up. And I got some time to reflect, and I said, you know what, like, what's life if you're, you know, how can you go through life without having a little bit of forgiveness and stuff, man, and patience, (laughs) and I brought him back into my life, and I was still a diehard Falcons fan, man, like, tweeting about it every Sunday, like, throwing on my stuff, watching every single game up until the 2020 season when they blew that lead against the Cowboys. They what were they up, Jordan? They were up like what fifteen by fifteen points with like four minutes left, right? And somehow mm. lost.
3: That was the onside kick game, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. 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 I think they, they were up fifteen with like four minutes left and still and lost in regulation. It didn't even go to <laughs> overtime. And uh, I just, you know, I, I said that's it, dude. And I've kind of been off them since, man. They still got still got a spot, you know. I still got a sentimental spot for him because I have a ton of great memories wrapped up in watching the Falcons. Yeah, obviously that's how me and Jordan became friends. You know how we, how we became friends with Jordan and Ari and and Zoe. So I'll forever be grateful for that. Um, and, but, yeah, we, but had, yeah, some, we dude, had some we had some really
0: yeah some really fun memories, some sucky painful ones, and uh, yeah, we we, we we've, we've been fans of the falcons since like 2003 is that when we kind of started coming yeah when the Mike, well
1: no 2001 Four? when michael One. vick got oh yeah there. yeah yeah um and you you came on 2003 when we started right. dating yeah so i I, I introduced she, what me and she dated that was the year that michael vick broke his leg and so she didn't even get to see him play till december that year and i think his first game back was a sunday night game against carolina and he had like he just set yeah. the world on fire had like that, was that the year they went to the rushing. nfc championship against the, the eagles right because remember, he was out that whole year. The oh, next yeah, season, yeah, yeah. The they next went season. to the NFC Championship.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, one other cool thing I want to shout out, man. Like, So we were fans through the Super Bowl year and stuff, but honestly, our fandom peaked like around like the 2010, 2013 timeframe because they had an awesome social media community. You remember that, Jordan, Like when Falcon J. Adams was yeah. there managing yeah. all the online stuff? That just like I – I still don't – we never really got like, the details on why they got rid of him. Basically, they had a social media director that really made – like an online community for the fans, right? Yes. Like I don't think any, any other, teams other team really had, had that, this, man. Yeah, that. I you know fans
0: know, of all that's, teams.
1: That's how we met Jordan. And it wasn't even just us. There was like another, like, you know, 50 to 75 people that were like, kind of just in this Falcons thing on Twitter, man. Um, And it was the t- the team was kind of like organizing it and like keeping like the central threads and everything for everybody.
0: And Falcons J Adams did a lot of extra like bonus content before like bonus content was a thing. Like before like, you know, people had Patreons and like extra content. Like he would get the players to do all these cool interviews and like all this fun stuff and like record things that like you wouldn't get to see as a fan. And yeah, he really... Made a difference.
1: Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you listen to the show. He is a wrestling fan. But yeah, shout out to, to Jay Adams, man. Like, yeah, because uh, like it's never been the same since then. Right, Jordan? Like since no. I think it was 2015 <laughs> was the year They got rid of him.
3: They basically got rid of all those people at the exact yeah. same Remember time. Remember they had
0: um, Dan. Uh, oh, my gosh. What was his name?
1: Dan Levoque.
0: No, Dan Levoque was the one. He's the one that got us all the tickets, the tickets and stuff. But they there was D. another Cox. D Cox. Yeah, yeah Daniel
1: Cox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they. uh yeah, it, it was like it was definitely I wouldn't say amateurish, but it was definitely like a homegrown type product they had. And then it just got like super like corporate and polished, man. Yeah. What I what I'm assuming they probably outsourced it to some company that doesn't even work for the Falcons after mm-hmm. after that.
0: Yeah, so sh- yeah, shout out to that. What's, that what's was it awesome. like
1: nowadays, Jordan? What's the online Falcons community like? Oh, it's a disaster. So yeah, you <laughs> guys aren't really missing
3: anything. It's a pretty much a shit show every week.
1: But, but yeah, that online community was cool because it was like even like the you know the seasons where it was shitty, like it was still kind of fun to just like connect with everybody every Sunday and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot yep. of good people in that group. <clears throat>
3: i
0: know, seth would always make fun of me because i would always be in the little uh pre pregame tweet
1: this is uh, like a straight up chat room dude yeah, yeah, chat, they called it, it, like, was a they chat called room. it falcons fancast but this is a straight up like aol dial-up 1998 <laughs> style chat room that they had on the website and she yeah, i remember it was like the 2012 sheena season sheena was like are you guys not doing it anymore and they're like no we've discontinued that feature <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love that man it was so fun um, Sambro says, Do you guys have any 2023 goals? Big stuff, small stuff. Well, Jordan doesn't have any, as we as we remember when we talked about resolutions. Yeah, so. he has no goals.
3: That's, he has no goals. Yeah, you can't be <laughs> disappointed when you don't can't reach your goals. So <laughs> I, I just live life day to day.
1: Yeah, my overarching goal in life is seeing like a 2023 goal. I just constantly want to be. Uh, a better, you know, better husband, father, son, brother, friend, all that stuff, man. So just Try a better, be a better person, person overall. Let me know uh, when you start.
4: Ta- <laughs> wow. Dude. Oh, at the tactical level,
1: I want to take the backyard farm to the next level, man. I'm really committed. Sheena's got me really gassed up on all the stuff we're going to do this year between the plants and the animals. Like I said, start, we're going to, going to start by trying to fix this mud pit. We got going in the backyard, <laughs> yeah. but we want to just, you know, we, this is our first like full year to actually like prep it and stuff. And we really want to see what all we can make happen back there.
0: Yep. Marco in 2023 goals, big, small,
2: otherwise. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just continue on with, uh, just continue on with life, you know, get, you know, Get so more don't healthy. Die. So don't die.
4: Okay. No, <laughs> that's I need mean, not no, go.
1: That's, like that. that's, that's a good goal. <laughs> continue on with life. I, always I like the, I'm no here for other, that. No one no one to really uh, happen if you don't accomplish that. <laughs> yeah. One, so Yeah. No. Like but, that uh, that, Marco. No. No. Just
2: I, no. Just get more. You know, more health, more wealth. Um Continue to get old and wise, and you know, yeah, just you know, just live life, man. That's you the goal for the year. You're
1: trying to accomplish this year.
0: Any um, yeah, what sort of action steps you got going on toward? becoming healthier besides or wealthier dying. besides
2: not no, just dying being yeah, a, i mean obviously you know working out more and stuff like that you know doctor's visit you know all that stuff and obviously well, and the other part of that yeah. is you want to doctor's be, visits argue, know, i mean, oh what was that what was that uh,
0: i'm just she well,
1: hates modern medicine no
0: i no oh. no for all of our, for any of our nurses or doctors anybody, oh, listen boy. like i i love i love you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um
1: we're getting canceled yeah. they're the only getting, people lower on the food chain than insurance <laughs> no we're yes. going
0: to we're gonna when, when uh marco and i start our conspiracy theory podcast we'll we'll oh, dive yeah, into okay. that but uh
2: all right but yeah but <laughs> Here's my jordan point. if you
3: if, jordan, you if you go to the if you don't go to the doctor they can't tell you anything's wrong with you right so as exactly. far as I'm concerned, I'm living high on the horse, not overweight, not drinking too much, so everything is good in my house. <laughs> oh
4: boy! <laughs>
1: oh, no, I do. Have a, so uh,
3: I'm going to try to get licensed in all fifty states to sell insurance this year. Nice, um,
1: and then we can start plugging it every week <laughs> on the show. Right? Yeah, then <laughs>
3: yeah, then, then I can insure the whole
4: Foley that fan. Yeah, That's
1: right. Hell yeah! He Jordan's he's my insurance agent, and I it gives me just a ton of peace of mind knowing that. If I get in a fucking fender bender or something like that, I can just call Jordan up, even though he hasn't helped me with the fucking sink explosion on Thanksgiving <laughs> or my leaky faucet I got in my bedroom bathroom right now. He hasn't helped me with any of the little shit, but I know if something big happens, he's going to be there for me. And it's just sure. nice to know that, like, I don't got to fucking call like USAA or State Farm and go through a fucking phone tree. Like, yeah, I can just call up Jordan and be like, hey, bro, what do I do?
0: Yeah. Jordan's been a great insurance agent. As much as, as much as I hate insurance and think it's a scam, I think uh, Jordan, if you're going ha- to get scammed by somebody, you may as well get scammed yeah, by Jordan. It, get scammed it, by family. It really
1: does give me peace of mind, man. Like I'm not, I'm not even bullshitting. So thanks, yeah. Jordan, for, we, for providing that for us. We love you, Jordan. I know. It's just tough love. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, for me, yeah. Like Seth said, I, I really want to have a very productive garden this year. I'm really focused on, and it's, you know, and it makes you nervous because when you're gardening, like there's so many factors that are out of your control and like, there's so many things like you could do the exact same thing year to year and get a totally different result because you're just like out there just messing with nature, you know? And, um, it doesn't always work out in your favor. So I'm hoping to have a really successful garden this year and get some food put up and like teach myself how to like, you know, can food and stuff like that. And, um, that's really, on my on my goal list, I'm for, not
1: going like results based on it. I'm just going process based. like if something goes wrong we can learn from it, that's still a success. yeah, thing,
0: oh, I agree. Know? i I totally agree and like the lessons that you learn along the way. I don't expect yeah. everything to be perfect, but yeah, I think um you know, just like like says said, just adding new elements, um we're putting in some new berry bushes and you know, hopefully getting our our rabbitry up at the end of the year, and we're hoping to raise our Thanksgiving turkey. That's a that's a goal that we have is to to get our Thanksgiving Turkey probably around August and then harvest it for, for Thanksgiving. So, you we'll have to go live missed, stream, dude.
3: You missed one on your goals list that I see here. It says strap a plow to Jordan's back like a government ox and make him plow the backyard.
4: <laughs> it's already That's close right. enough
1: now, man. If she'd ask me to do shit around the house, I'm gonna. Hey, listen, know, like, I haven't. Jordan I have in a few weeks.
0: Exactly, I haven't shoveled out that second half of the run either. So I got. I'm gonna go grab another couple shovels at Tractor Supply. And what I,
1: size work gloves do you need?
0: Jordan? <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't <laughs> wear work gloves.
0: And you're and you're bringing Ari too. You're bringing extra help, dude. So we'll have Ari and Zoe out there and be like, you know, let's get let's get out of here and dig, guys. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna have a good time.
1: The girl's gonna be like, this is the worst fucking vacation ever. Dude.
0: <laughs> you, like you you took us to Hawaii the last time we went to visit the Phelpses. And now we're now we're here freaking digging in the hot sun. Oh man, uh, Tony Barker says if you had to pick, who would be your favorite NASCAR driver? I don't think I know any current driver, so I'm gonna go with like. Richard, praise Richard Hale,
1: Petty, Praise or like Dale. Dale. There's only Dale. one right answer to this question. Yeah. It's the fucking intimidator, number three, Dale Earnhardt.
0: I think that's where that's where my heart is at. But you know, I mean, if you're going best all time, you know, I mean, you got to go yeah, by the you stats, right? Well, oh, What'd yeah, you if your favorite, yeah, your favorite. You're right. So yeah, Dale Earnhardt. I
1: say Dale. If not Ricky Bobby Jr. I
0: have a I have a sentimental um, spot for Mark Martin because that was my grandpa's. Favorite driver of all time. I mean, he was like the biggest Mark Martin mark. So um, I do have a soft spot for Mark Martin. You, you guys have any strong NASCAR affiliations? I was more of uh, a mark Dick Oden. Trickle
3: fan my childhood. <laughs> so. I go Dick Trickle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> solid, solid choice.
4: Oh, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> what about you, Marco? I mean, who wasn't who a fan of the Magic Man? Now you see him, now you Cal don't. Cal Naughton Jr.? I mean, come on now. Cal
0: Naughton. <laughs> oh, man. Zach Hertzler says, potato chips or tortilla chips?
1: I think potato chips, because there's so many variety. I do like tortilla chips and, and you know salsa or queso are tough to beat, but the potato chip gives you so much more versatility, so... I want potato chip. What
0: what kind of potato chip? Do you like a kettle chip? Do you like a like? chip? I mean, there's any. Chip? I
1: mean, I'll take a straight up regular fucking Lay's. I'll hit some Ruffles. Like, I'll go with the fancy stuff like the kettle. Like, there's just an endless variety of of um, kettle chip or potato chips. But for tortilla chips, you really got, like, your standard tortilla chip and Doritos, man.
0: Lime I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah, lime, sea salt. Ah. <laughs> it's just not. Ah. A lot. I just don't think the variety there. Dude, I don't think you get the bang for your buck. I mean, what, what do you guys think, dude? I say, I, I think. I think this is a landslide. I don't okay. Think
0: this is even a competition. What do
3: you get? What do you guys think? The tortilla chip is more like the point guard of a basketball team. Always going to dish it out, carry the salsa and all that stuff. But yes. the potato chip is going to going to be your shooting guard. Going to score forty a night and get you somewhere. <laughs> I, this yeah. is you potato
4: chip. In, you get it. Yeah, yeah you,
1: potato chips with no dip. Yeah, yeah tortilla chips to by it. itself is always going to underwhelm you.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that's perfect, the only perfect analogy. That's the only
0: it. drawback. What about you, Marco?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go potato chip. I think it's. I mean, sort of unanimous. But uh, yeah, this, this, you can't go wrong with a potato chip. Although I do love, I do love a uh, like good, uh, good Tostito every now I and then. Like if you
1: ask me, yeah. like my perfect chip experience would probably be some freshly cooked tortilla chips with some salsa and a Corona and lime. Like that's probably as good as it gets. But if you're telling me to pick like categorically tortilla chips or tater chips, there's just no competition. Like you're always gonna be disappointed if you're eating tortilla chips by themselves. Potato chips are fine though by themselves. I don't
0: know, man. I feel like as of late, like any potato chip variety I've had, like they're so salty and they're just so like, they like, it's like the potato chip manufacturers were just like, let's just add as much flavor to these things as we can to where it's just like, sometimes your, your mouth gets like raw eating them because they that. have so much like salt and flavor on them. Whereas like a tortilla, like you said, you do have to have the accoutrement. You have to have the dip, you know, you got to have queso or salsa like or, or guacamole. No salt.
1: I, I try to go for the most, like the least salt possible. Yeah. I like,
0: things. I like a lightly salted tortilla chip. Um, but yeah, I, am going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with tortillas on this one, dude. I think cause I mean, you, I mean, tortillas are the foundation of nachos, dude. And nachos are freaking awesome. So I think, True. um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with uh, tortilla chips on this one. All right. All right. We have a question in from Mrs. Fig God, oh, Ari wow. Wells. She says, how many chickens will you have by WrestleMania weekend? Hashtag chicken math. Uh, for those this of you, who, one's just for Sheena. Yeah, for those of you who don't know chicken math, this is phenomenon where you just have this idyllic thing where you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to have this little small coop and this just like small little flock of chickens. And then it starts to just like... You know, multiply and multiply, and then eventually you have like you know forty five chickens in your backyard, and without even really realizing it, because they're just so much fun, they're so easy. So um, yeah, that's what chicken math is. Hopefully, we'll have like twenty. So we got we got seventeen right now, um, and then we got seven in the brooder, or seven yeah seven in the brooder, and then
3: uh,
1: three eggs and one three in eggs. So or is it two eggs? Three eggs. What was that,
3: Jordan? Seven in the brooder and two in the cooter.
1: So hopefully we'll- <laughs> it's actually three in a cooter wow with blondie impressive oh, yeah. Cooter, yeah
0: yeah so <laughs> so hopefully we'll have like 20 something eggs by the time you guys or 20 something chickens by the time you guys uh get here
1: great question Ari. 20 something what 20 something yeah. we have there's 20 there's 24 live chickens here right now
0: <laughs> oh yeah we do have 24 Jeez, yeah. what do you think we're
1: gonna have the avian flu come through or something or wipe some of my mouth Jesus
0: Seth watch your mouth no, I'm just saying we, we
1: should have 25 plus hopefully you say yeah. hopefully 20 we got 24 alive chickens on our property right now I
0: know well, get three keep, eggs I, more maybe. Oh, yeah I guess I, I just keep forgetting the, the, the little chicks out in the garage you know, they're gonna be out there in the coop soon so yeah um Yeah, we're going to have maybe 30 chickens. Maybe I'll go to the feed store and get some more chickens. So we'll have some day old chicks by the time you guys get here.
1: Hey, Jordan, plug Ari's Nails Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Uh, It is. Hold on a second here. Yeah, so go follow my wife's nail account. It is Nails by Nemi. So Nails spelled out N-A-I-L-S by B-Y Nemi N-E-M-I.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a super girly girl, like it's stuff like nail polish. I know a lot of you guys, um, you know, if you're wives or anything, like, dude, Ari has the best, like nail polish, like reviews and like pictures of like nail polish. Like yes, that's the dude. one thing when you go to buy like nail polish. I know this is like, this is like talking to 0% of our audience right now, I think. But, um, when you go to buy nail polish, like it's really hard to tell what it looks like just in the bottle. So like Ari posts these awesome photos of her nails all painted and everything. Um, so if you have a wife that's into, you know, polishes and pedicures and manicures and stuff like that, they definitely need to be fo- following Ari because she's got like all the freaking nail hotness, um, going on. Yeah. So. I,
1: I stumbled across this countless last week. I didn't even know that Ari was doing this, man. And I think I can remember she liked or commented on one of my postman's account and I, I followed it and like, dude, I ended up like spending like 45 minutes going through. Like it's like, I, I know nothing about like nails or makeup or anything like that, but it was just like so interesting to me seeing all the different colors. And it's and so aesthetically
0: like,
4: pleasing. Yeah, too. It's it just is. Like-
1: dude, this is like the most relaxing feed. Like again, like it don't worry about if you're into this kind of stuff, just check it out. Like this is just a very, very nice follow. On IG, so yeah, shout out to Ari for a really awesome, uh, awesome feed she's got built there. And there's know, no so free
3: good. feet pics there, you pervs.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all manicures, all <laughs> manicures. So unless you're like, you know, a, a nail perv, then uh, yeah, don't, don't be getting your
3: ho- don't be getting your hopes up. We'll fire up the feet <laughs> pick account though. <clears throat> Come on.
4: Oh boy. Yeah,
0: for, for uh for ten dollars a month you can get pics yeah, of Ari's uh, perfectly painted toenail. We
1: well, really gotta get this Foley fans thing going. <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have uh Jordan and Marco with the uh Shawn Michaels belt look going on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
3: get be, it done. It's
0: be, yeah, it's gonna be great. Good good. Johnny JB says, if you <laughs> could have your favorite wrestler of all time over for dinner, what would it, who would it be? And what would you be making and drinking?
1: Ooh. So obviously it'd be Bret Hart. Yeah. I think we'd probably just go something easy, you know, it's going to please, like some, you know, steak Dude. with like some mashed potatoes and broccoli. Dude,
0: yeah, the the hearts are like they're like <laughs> big fan, they're like big family, big meal, like hearty yeah. food type people. So like, yeah, we could just do like a down home like southern meal, and we got to be drinking Bret Hart's bourbon. I mean, that's only with the rum he does. Oh, rum. sorry, rum. That's right. Yeah, yeah you gotta I know he's doing...
1: a rum fan. Yeah, uh, I looked at. I was going to get a bottle of it just because you know I'm all about supporting anything Brett does, but it's like three hundred bucks to get a bottle that shipped from Canada. There's some, the the bottles are, it's like a $70 bottle of rum by itself, but there's some crazy taxes that come into play. And like customs and stuff. uh, Going through customs with with shipping alcohol internationally. Um, So maybe we can get, um, you know, one of our friends from the Mild-Mannered Canadian Collector Podcast to uh, hook us up and get a bottle down here. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd probably go and find a nice bottle of rum because that's clearly what Brett likes uh, and and have that to sip on.
0: Same.
3: All right, Jordan? Um, I'd have. What, Ult- what are you and Bray eating, man? No, I'm gonna have Ultimate Warrior over. I know he's dead now, but before he died, <laughs> I would have had him over for some cocaine and hot dogs.
1: <laughs> wow, Marco, what are you and Cody eating?
2: Oh man, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming Brandy would have to be there, so I'd have to probably, you know, spend an extra few bucks because I feel like she has a an expensive palate. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. I'll probably go broke. I'll have to I'll take out a second mortgage on this dinner, yeah. and uh, yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it for be me.
0: I- importing the finest <laughs> caviar and foie gras.
2: Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to feed a uh, pharaoh as well, so I'm gonna have to have some really good dog yeah. food there. I mean, Liberty, Liberty, has to eat too. I'm not sure, sure, Liberty, Liberty eats, but uh, Jesus, dude, are Liberty, you really gonna feed the whole family? <laughs> I if mean, i if I'm, if I'm gonna, the whole family's coming over. It's gonna be a family affair. I mean, that's all right. can just have Cody by himself. <laughs> I mean, you could.
0: All right. Zach Herzler. If you could pick anyone to be inducted into this year's WWE Hall of Fame, who would it be? This is the last question of the day.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Owen Hart. Oh, that's a good answer. F? Yeah. Owen Hart. Anybody Anybody have any qualms with Owen or any better suggestions? Nope.
3: Great suggestions. Seth. Let's sign off there.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, that will put a wrap on this episode of the Chick-fil-A show. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh as always, man, it seems like the times we think it's going to be a shorter episode, they end up, uh, you know, we oh, yeah. end up just going Thanks down rabbit listening. holes. Yeah, I, th- I think when we have less to get to, it kind of opens up the show for us to just go down yeah. uh, different rabbit holes and stuff. So uh, we, we thought this was going to be like less than an hour, and we're at an hour 45 right now. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media.
0: You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. All the links to all of our sponsors and Pod Foundation brethren at chickfoley.com.
1: Yeah. Make sure you check out the Pod Foundation. Extra cooler show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and coming down the aisle. Use code chickfoley to save 10% at ringside collectibles. And Marco is in the hot seat trying to get a streak going. Jordan went one and done last week. Oh, boy. Let's see what Marco can do. I'm probably gonna go one Sheen. and
2: done as well. It's all right. It's
1: a tricky one, dude. I got a sneak peek of it, man. This is oh this boy. is a pretty tough question. Hit him with it, Shane.
0: All right. At the February nineteen ninety-six in your house, who was the British Bulldog's opponent?
2: February what was it, February? 19,
0: at 1996, 1996.
2: February ninety six uh, in your oh house. Oh my god. Um probably gonna get this wrong. It's okay. not Shawn Michaels, is, that- is it?
0: No. Nope. It Damn is it.
2: Yokozuna.
1: I don't. I have zero recollection <laughs> of me that match, dude. What? I, so well, I was Sheena, thinking of Beware
2: Sh- of Dog. That's what I was thinking of. Damn it! I'm yeah, that was
1: Beware of Dog. It was Shawn Michaels fought Owen Hart at uh, the February 96 because that was the In Your House right before WrestleMania 12, uh, and it was Shawn versus Owen for who's going to go to uh. to Mania. Yeah, they, Sheena showed me that there was, mul- you know, we never do the multiple choice, but Yokozuna was one of the multiple choice, and I'd remembered that. Yokozuna had left Camp Pornette because him and Vader were feuding. Uh, that's the only reason I thought that. I have zero recollection of British Bulldog and Yokozuna fighting on pay-per-view, though.
3: It was a five-minute and five-second match, so it must have been a real heater. Oh, they yeah. Won. Yokozuna by
1: disqualification.
2: Five-star yeah. classic. Mm-hmm.
1: That is a pretty fun event, man, if you go back and watch that in your house. It's got uh, uh, Crybaby match. Hart. Yeah, Owen Hart. No, the February 96 in your house. It's got a... Uh, Owen Hart and uh, and Shawn Michaels got a banger, and then Bretton and Diesel fighting the steel cage. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Razor Ramon
3: that's, defeated One Two Three Kid in the Crybaby match in the first match oh, of the night. Yeah, yeah. That
4: where, that's where you, they had I, to wear the, the diaper. Right. I, right? I thought you
1: said I thought you said bretton and Davey match. Yeah, nope, yeah. Razor Ramon. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: they had the Crybaby match, which was just crazy. Yeah, and insane. then I think that was also I think I can't remember if it was on the main show or the pre-show. I think that's where. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Duke Drozzi had the hair versus hair match, and Duke the Dumpster got his head shaved.
3: That was definitely on the main show.
1: Yeah, uh, we got Undertaker coming out of the ring to to drag Diesel down and help Brett win. Pretty, pretty historically significant show, man. Because, like I said, it's leading into a WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, so go back check out the February ninety six in your house. Uh, Sheena, hit us with some closing thoughts for this week.
0: Um, my closing thoughts, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you guys once again to follow my friend Ari at Nails by Nemi and have a great rest of your week.